three, two, one. Obi Trice, real name, no gimmicks. Who are you? He had a voice that could make a Wolverine purr. That's what I'm talking about, man. Wait a minute, I know you. You got the name tag. You're in my world now, Grandma. I know that, dude. He's a modern-day Yoda. I'm your huckleberry. Allow myself to introduce myself. Greetings and salutations. We came, we saw, we kicked it down. You're excited. Feel these nipples. That boy is good. Mm-hmm. Good and terrible. Well, I have a microphone, and you don't. So you will listen to every damn word I have to say! This is the Mike Rutherford Show on the Big X. Sportos and motorheads, geek bloods, wasteoids, dweebies, they all adore him. They think he's a righteous dude. Welcome in everybody. It is Monday, July 31st. Happy last day of July to you. This is the Mike Rutherford Show uh, coming to you live, as always, from the University of Louisville College of Business Studios, the remote studios here in Jeffersonville, Indiana. Visit business.louisville.edu to see what the UofL College of Business can do for you, including getting you your MBA in just 12 months. Business.louisville.edu. We're on the air today from 310 until 6 here on 1450 AM, 96.1 FM, streaming all over the land you know it's better as the big X. It's Mike Rutherford here with Trevor Kelsey on a Monday, reacting to all the news uh, that was of the weekend. We'll get to that in just a second. But first, apologies for being what, about four or five minutes late today. That's on me. Uh, we're playing out at the U of L media scramble in Shelbyville, and you know you get you, you get caught up when you got the luminaries like Rocco Gasparo, Kenny Klein, Lachlan McLean. They're all chatting you up. You're, you're getting a little bit. Uh, you lose track of time. I got in the car. I put the yeah, I forget. We have. I'm going from Shelbyville to Jeffersonville, and it says 35 minutes. And I was like, "Oh boy, we, we we did not plan this out correctly." That's on me. Uh, I should have just left early. But we got done with the round of golf, and then I I, I don't even know if we won a prize because we. I think we, we our, our team ended up finishing third or fourth. I know the top four teams get prizes, so I may have cost myself a prize having to come here and do the show. But that's okay. I wouldn't have it any other way. Working with Trevor Kelsey every day is its own prize, and that's uh, that's all I need here on this Monday. TK, how are you? You look great. Well, thank you. You look very uh, golfy. Yeah, you've been yeah, you've had the last seventy two hours. I don't know about Sunday, but I know Saturday you were yeah. out in the sun. I want to hear about that. And then, I mean, I don't know what you did Sunday. I, I, I honestly, I, I'm I'm not going to be surprised if I don't get a text from you tomorrow. I'll be like, you know what? Yeah, <laughs> so, uh, worried. Yeah. I was a little worried about today to, with knowing how uh, Saturday was, but I'm glad you're feel, you're looking good, feeling good, sounding good. Uh, you didn't name drop Scoots there when you named the uh, the famous alumni of the of the Scoff Scramble, but that's all right. I saw Scoots from a distance. I I didn't see him at the clubhouse afterwards, like doing the the, the lunch thing. Now, when you say distance, you might just look that way. You could have been right next to him. <laughs> <Stop it. laughs> I'm sorry. Hey, I got up at six thirty this morning to get up for Scoots. I can, I can make a few jokes today. We gotta get right to the the the, the big story of the day, at least in our world, which uh, is also when you start a show, you should do like Nick Curran does when they go. Running just a few minutes behind here at first pitch. Yeah, well, that's that, that would be us a lot of times. Oh, trust me. I don't think the bats 
start maybe one out of 15 games on time. Let's get right to the big story of the day in our world. Is, is It's related to the golf scramble. So they used to do the thing where th- there was like a hierarchy. When, when Jurich was the AD and even when, when Vince was the AD. Like there was the, the more important media members played with the more important UFL figures. And like there was – you could very much tell the groups were assembled – it wasn't as much about trying to keep it fair, keeping the, the right handicaps together, making sure we had a, a great even scramble. It was about you know, people being able to you know, yuck it up with, with the, 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 the fellow tier A guys, the fellow tier B guys. And with Josh at the helm, it's kind of been, it's been different. Like everybody's kind of, there aren't like the power groups anymore, the way that it used to be. Which leads me to this. Scooter. Which means this is how Scoot's got involved, is what you're saying. Scooter Dingus, aka Justin Kalen, playing in the UFL men's, uh, not men's, the UFL golf scramble for the first time, is paired up with Kenny Klein. Their names are on the same cart together. Now, now did they just do this alphabetically, I assume, in some way? No. Because, I mean, that would, I mean, I could see, you know, Kalen and Klein being right, next to No, they, they take the they, – because they ask you, like, what your handicap is or what your average score is. Okay. And they try to make, they try to make the groups even. And it sounds like the, the, the scramble now is a lot more even than it used to be. It used to have, like, three or four groups that would just dominate. And it seemed like today nobody shot better than, than nine under. I think Tom Lane's uh, group – because Tom Lane's an awesome golfer. Uh, I think his group was going to wind up winning. According but to Scoots, the team that, had, that won was eight under. Well, Scoots is wrong because that's. Uh, I hope I, Scoots is wrong about his score too because I, I was when I told you you walk it in, you were shocked. Did, did he really say over par? They were three over. That's not good. He said so, he's a dead last. He said they weren't in dead last. He heard a few teams finished in pl- a five over, but they finished three over. And he kind of blames Kenny. I, I mean, if Scoots is a decent golfer, he should still not be in a scramble where they shoot, shoot worse than even. Is part. this the one thing Kenny can't do? Isn't an angel perfect at doing? Kenny, I mean, I know Kenny. I mean, loves the man golf. walks on water for all I know, and he, he just, it, also Scoots, slow your roll. It's your first time being invited to the U of L media scramble. <laughs> you're you're going to start lobbing shots at the Godfather. What are you doing here? Um, yeah, that that was ridiculous. Well, when you sent me the screenshot or the the, the image the, of his cart with like Justin Kalen right next to Kenny Klein, I was like. I, I fainted. I was ready for that to be the, the show tweet picture, actually. I, I, I guess we didn't, we didn't get her in time to do a show tweet besides, yeah, like, hey, we're on the air. I know, yeah. I was like, Dad, should I retweet this one? <laughs> I mean, I, I was flabbergasted. Like, I, 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 didn't ha- I couldn't find the words. I still can't find the words. Well, who was on the, the name plate with you? Uh, I, I, I knew Eric Edwards from DRB. I played with him a couple of years ago. He was there. Okay, um, I'm not familiar with him. Yeah, I, I didn't know... The other two guys, very well, Brian Hornthill, who's, who's good. they all were great guys, um, but it was yeah, it was I, I didn't have like Waltz or like you know, Dan McDonald or anybody like in years past. Would you, would, would, would have been, how great would have been if you looked at that that little name thing? It said it said Mike Rutherford, but it said Kenny Payne. I I mean I thought it was a possibility. It was, I don't think Kenny was there. Oh well, I mean that we know he was yeah. Kenny was not. He was there. out grinding. He was. He was not golfing. He's out there grinding. He's grinding. Uh, McDonald was there. I don't think Jeff Walls was there this year. I played with him the last time I played. Okay. I uh, saw Josh Hurd. He was playing. Um, all the other big media guys were out there yucking it up, having a good time. It was uh, Drew Bennett, who used to be the. I think his name's Drew. Drew Bennett. He used to be the producer over WDRB, uh, or news director, something like that. He hit a hole in one. Nice on the sixteenth hole, and it was a, which is a not an easy hole. Now, I mean, what would you have given to be the fly on the cart of the 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 Klein and, and Kalen? Klein Dingus. 
Like, <laughs> all I can think of the entire time is what are they talking about? I'm, I have, I would love to know this too. He said, what was, like, what was the text he sent? Oh, I got to read this. He goes, uh, well, first he said they were, when they were wrapping up, uh, was it? wrapping up now, we're four over with three left. Kenny has been no help. And before they, someone asked him, uh, he sent me the picture. I was like, you know, greatest SID. And then somebody, he said, I asked him what he wanted to drink in his cooler. He said, Miller Lite, this guy could be all right. He's the man. I mean, it's all, <laughs> Kenny will, he'll, he'll slug Miller Lights with the best of them. There's no question Lit. about that. I, I, I wonder if they're like the best. I wonder if they're like BFFs now. I hope so. Like, we're going to start seeing like just like photo bomb drops on the on, on, on social media with him and, and Scoots. I'm already jealous enough. I don't, I mean, I'm a little jealous too. Yeah, this is, yeah. I mean, I mean did Scoots, did, did, did they talk about me at all? Did I, I, I saw Kenny gave me a nice little playful shove when I first saw him, which you know, made my heart jump. I, I love Kenny Klein, but like, did I come up in the conversations? Did Scooter say, "Hey, I work with Mike Rutherford," and was Kenny like, "I know, I hope so," but I don't think so. I'm feeling the way he's kind of blaming Kenny's game. He probably told him he worked with me, and that that this probably threw him all off completely the rest of the day. And Kenny was like, "Who?" He's like, "Trevor." He's like, "That fat annoying dude." <laughs> <laughs> who is that? That guy who actually got media pass? I thought he just worked at the stadium. We thought that was a made-up name, an alias that somebody else was using. Uh, no, but it was, a, it was a good day on the course. The weather was good. It was not nearly as bad as Saturday. Yeah, I, I was a little worried that I was – I told Mary, I was like, I don't know if I'm going to play because I was worried I was going to hit, like, the, the two-day lag from Saturday. I was going to get hit, and I was going to be, like, down for the count. But thankfully, as of yet, knock on wood, I'm uh, still feeling okay after what was just I mean, the hottest day on the Saturday, I, I'm gonna take you report. I didn't oh leave the house God. Saturday. Uh, I had a very, the house at all this weekend. That was your goal. Oh no, 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 no! Friday, I got home earlier Friday because I didn't have to do the bats game Friday night. So two straight weekends where you've gotten home on Friday and have not left until Monday. Nope, not had to leave until Monday morning. But I had I had a, I had a really full full weekend as I told him my KRC today. I mean, uh, yesterday alone, I watched uh, not one, not two, not three, but not four, but well, but four uh, of the American Pie series. I watched the American Pie one, two, and then Wedding and Reunion. I mean, can I ask why? I had, there was there were so many things you could accomplish besides watching all of the American Pies in one day. Well, see, the thing is, is that I got up early yesterday a little bit because I wanted to be able to go to bed early because I knew I had to be up this morning to do uh, to do KRC. So I was like, well, I want to try to get to bed like around midnight. <clears throat> so I woke up like around eleven, which is pretty. No, early. This is a defense for watching all the American Pies. Well, in one I mean, day. no, it's just the fact is I had more time in the day to spend. I mean, I, I mean, where was I going to go? I mean, I didn't really do. I mean, I mean, even if you're watching, watch something else. Don't watch all the American. I did watch lives. other stuff. I, I watched. I watched. Uh, I watched Major League. Okay. Which That's uh, better. Which, by the way, first of all, this is something that actually I, I caught in the movie for the first time, which is amazing because I've seen it so many times I've it memorized. But one thing I never really thought about until I was watching it yesterday. And you know the movie well, correct? I do. You like Major League, right? I love. I mean, Major of course League. you like love, Major love, love both the first. Uh, the only person, the only people who don't like Major League are just like blind and deaf. Anyone who has eyesight and hearing and likes Major League. And so you know the scene when he goes to he he watches her go when he thinks it's her house and he he goes yes. to meet her and he gets caught in the dinner. Which great dinner party, you know? The, we've got jerseys and everything. Yeah. <laughs> Something I didn't, I didn't realize. So he follows her from the library to the building. He watches her go up the elevator. And then he goes and gets like a beer, gets liquid courage in him. Then he goes back and he goes up the elevator and he walks in and he's just like in this guy's apartment. H- how did he? D- I mean, I know there are elevators that do that in like nice apartments, but wouldn't you have had like had a key or a code or something 
Like, does this guy just, like, anybody can just walk in this lobby and just walk into this dude's apartment through it the elevator? It was the 90s. Uh, you know, it was actually the 80s, but it's okay. God, it was the 80s. Was it the was first it, movie was 88? 88, yes. So it was. The second one was like 91, 92. Less stringent on safety measures. I mean, he could have at least gone, like, into a lobby and, like, knocked on the door, knocked on a door, and then, like, she answered and he sees everything. I don't know. Yeah, well, like, he just walks into the apartment. Like, there's no. I think that maybe that's just a fancy building. That's the way it was. <laughs> that means Every apartment's its own floor. <laughs> I mean, that's cool, and I believe he's got the kind of money. He's a lawyer. But, you know, you think they would have, like, some kind of, like, security down there? Like, he was like, hey, I used to bang his fiance. Out of all the things <laughs> to pick, to, to nitpick. And well, because it was something I'm watching. <laughs> I was watching yesterday, and I, 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 it was still early in the afternoon, so I wasn't, like, I was still had, like, some of my common sense going. Opposed to by the time I watched American Pie. And I was just, so this one I was like, okay, this is kind of weird. Wait a minute. Like, he didn't just, like, like ring a doorbell or just, he just, like, gets out of the, the elevator and he's in this guy's apartment. And she's, like, there serving hors d'oeuvres. Hors d'oeuvres. Hors d'oeuvres. Hors d'oeuvres. Keep trying. Hors d'oeuvres. Hors d'oeuvres. There you go. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> I hear baseball players make a lot of money. How much do you make? I make the league minimum. <laughs> the best part is when they If they're them. really good. They're they're really good. How do they make a lot of money? If they're, yeah, if they're really good, how much do you make? I make the league minimum. I just like when the old lady goes, ooh, <laughs> and that little clap thing. <laughs> oh, Lord. Good scene. Great movie. The second one is only made by Harry Doyle, by the way. The second one's good. Harry Doyle makes the entire second. Everything he does is goldness. So that was your weekend. Yeah, and the third one sucked because Harry Doyle is sober. Um. Yeah, that was pretty much my weekend. Okay, it was good. I mean, yeah, I did. I did oversleep and forget to watch the TBT game though. So, oh, you missed it. Well, I know. In hindsight, probably, probably glad. Maybe probably a good thing. At least, at least with the ending. I was talking with Mark Lieberman actually just before we left, and he was. I mean, you talking about how it was still a success overall. Everyone got so far behind it, but how you know he's he's still kicking. He still feels like they should be playing tonight. And he's like, you know, we drew up the perfect out of bounds play. Uh, for for Nano to get a layup, just couldn't convert, and then Russ, you know, did kind of went the negative Russ, the, the you know the, the 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 good and the bad of Russ, the give yeah, and the takeaway. There's always one of the two. He went full five overtime uh, Notre Dame Russ game, and that was we'll talk about it. But it was that that was the one big disappointment of the weekend. I was watching on the phone with Kendrick Haskins of the dugout, and it's one of those where like we're on the ESPN stream is delayed. So like we're waiting to see like we're like surely to God they're gonna score here surely to God they're gonna score here we're like uh, like our kickball game's about to start we're like at least it's gonna like let it end before we have to go out there and do stuff and then we get like both of us start getting all the texts where it's like oh my God and like you know it's not good so when did the when did the kickball start it was supposed to start at like one it, it always starts a little well, bit late I know yeah the first yeah. game was supposed to start at two it started at like two thirty okay so so the TBT was almost. But, but done at that point. We, but you had to we bri- watched, you were bright out there, yeah. Yeah, we watched no, we watched the end while we were in the dugout before the first game started. Okay. So it ended like right before we went out there. And then real quick on the kickball, I mean, I knew it was gonna be bad. <laughs> you didn't get in a fight again, did you over a call? Well, I mean both all the teams were arguing about everything. That <laughs> but it, I was more worried about being so I, I was so hot that I just didn't care. It was I don't blame I you. thought it was gonna be bad. It was Miserable out there. I mean, the second hottest day of the year. You're at the peak of the heatness of a day. It, like noon. Of the yeah, the sun's at the highest point. I, I, I look down. I'm not even like moving. I look down in the middle of the first game. My like heart rate is like 143. I'm like, oh my god. I'm like, that bad? I, 
It's it's not good. Okay, <laughs> I'm not sure. I'm, basically, anything over 100 is not great. Oh well, no, that's not good. Then, so no. if, if you're not moving that much, so I'm like, am I gonna die? Like, I, I, there was a point in the middle of the first game where I was like, I don't think I could do this entire thing. I'm like, I'm not supposed to be out in the heat anyway. This is gonna be rough. Thankfully, they brought in these like activate little towels that you could just drench in, in ice water. And okay. like Kendrick and I both just like soaked those, like put them on our heads and like oh, just like, like just and like that helped a lot. Yeah, I'm surprised they didn't have like the cooling fans or something on the sidelines. They had too. some in like the little they had those same like little VIP tents that we were did the show in yes last year. Remember yeah, that? and those were kinda cool. But... They had the, they had those little fans. Which by the way I walk in, I see Trey and Patrick Ryan doing radio. Really just right there. <laughs> Maybe like, that's what the recording was I saw on here when I Oh, I'm sure. Yeah, that's they were doing their own show. Like they, I hopped on for a little bit and just talked to them briefly. But they were getting uh, the celebrities on there and doing all that stuff. I, I walk in, they're talking to Pierce Clarkson, then they're talking to Joey Chestnut, who was there. Uh, nice. Joey Molinaro, the the comedian who's pretty famous on, on YouTube these days, does stuff with Barstool. Uh, he was there. Not familiar with him. A bunch of rappers who, who I didn't know. A bunch of YouTube people who I didn't really know. Oh, then I had no chance. And then you had the U of L and the UK teams. Yeah. So like, it, it was. Who were on the U of L and UK teams this year? Especially with U of L having the TBT. Some of their TBT players were on last year's team. Yeah, a lot of people came, not the players from the TBT game, but a lot of people came like from the the TBT game as fans and came over and then played afterwards. Like Jeff Brom played in the game, which nice, was very cool. Nice, nice. Um, the, the team, the U of L team was not as good this year. They, they struggled a little bit. But you had Jordan Wara, you had David Johnson, Pierce nice. Clarkson played in the game. Um, Nolan Smith was out there. We were talking about Pierce's possible still is he or is he not coming here at the first annual Tahoma game this year. He's playing at the home game. He was playing at the game. Insane. He, he was there. He was having a good time. He was he was good. Pierce Clarkson was a, a good kickball player. That's my scouting report. Uh, the U of L team we struggle with. I mean, a lot of really athletic guys just struggle with catching the ball. Jordan Wara, <laughs> not a great kickball player, which which surprised me a little bit. He just like couldn't catch the ball. Uh, they dropped a bunch of. Uh, balls in their game against the UK team. I think they lost like four to one. Wood played again. Uh, Cron Davis played. Trenton Flowers played. A bunch of the freshmen on both the UVL and the UK teams were out there. One of the, the funnier moments when I'm. When I'm <laughs> Cron Davis is both ACC and kickball uh, school level setter. Cron Davis has, <laughs> uh, I didn't realize this, he's got chosen tattooed on one calf and then one tattooed on the other calf. So he's got chosen one on his legs, which I noticed when I was, I was like, oh. <laughs> I like do, it. Do we, are, are, are we sure those are connected? You sure just like one, the one one cap is chosen, the other is just it was, one? It's, it says chosen one. Cron okay. Davis also, if the kickball game is any indication, like is going thing. to be our biggest bleep talker by far this year. <laughs> he's not going to suck. He dude. was insanely <laughs> cocky, insanely talkative. The, the He was very much the most like – Boisterous on on the U of L team. Wait, wait! You're telling me the guy from from Division Six Junior College in L A. and has chosen one on his calves is not is cocky. He was definitely cocky. Oh no! That's, that's your report. If he, hey man, if, if these highlights of him dunking through the lane keep coming no. up, I'm I'm fine with that. But he was definitely cocky. Trenton Flowers was pretty good. He played, but the sound like most of the current the current team was there. Yeah, it was a lot of the younger guys yeah. for sure, and it was same with like all the UK freshmen were there playing on that team. Antonio Reeves were playing there, and here's what I'm going to say before we get into any of the specifics. No, I think I already dislike this year's UK men's basketball team more than I've ever disliked <laughs> a UK men's basketball team. They were because they won the whole thing. They they won both. Oh, games. did they? They were the most whiny group of people I've ever been a part at a sporting event. Like they're, it's a celebrity kickball event that's for charity. They're like working the count and trying to argue balls and strides. They're working trying, the count, trying to get walks. Like at the end of the, so you know they're playing. They played Jack Harlow's team in the in the championship. 
And everybody who's in the stands is there to see Jack Harlow and those guys. Like, like that's who they're there for. Like they're the only people that are getting loud ovations. Like the casual U of L fans are at the TBT. The casual UK fans aren't going to this thing. It's all about like 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 Harlow. So yeah, you want his team to win. And so like you know like we're we're straight making calls to try to to, to help out the. The Harlow team because they're not as good. They don't have you know, they're not professional athletes. Not yeah, yeah, exactly. It's like you know a ball is slightly foul. Like and I'll admit it. Like I the ball was slightly foul. I called it fair so they could get it out. I'm like, yeah, I'm call-. like it, and like they're they're working balls and strikes against the pitcher. And finally, if it's somewhere close, I'm like, strike. I'm like, kick the ball. Like you're up four nothing already. You're not going to lose. And they're like going nuts. Like come on, this is ridiculous. I'm like, oh my god, shut up. It's a celebrity charity kickball event. Nobody's that like they they were taking it so seriously. The uh, the Harlow team was taking it very seriously too. But they're again, they're not professional athletes. They lost because they dropped like eight pop ups. Like that was the reason why they lost four nothing. But the UK team just complained about everything. How wide of the of a, the role does the pitch have to be to take a pitch and? They were taking. Like, you don't they take, were taking strikes. Purposely. Like it, it would have to be going closer strike. to first base for me than it would be to home plate for me not to like go over there and kick and it. And that's how you you, know, you want the game to keep. We want action. We want the game to keep going. They're like working the like again. Like they're making the the homies pitcher like throw a strike before they even kick. They're like take a strike. Like like it's rookie machine. Take it's St. Matthew's little league. I was like, what are you all doing? Uh, Justin Edwards not it was not cool at all. What was not was not nice. Was not cool. He was the biggest. Who? Weiner, UK freshman. Oh, okay. I didn't, why didn't, what, what was the name you said? I mean, you Justin said, Edwards. Justin, oh, okay. Like Reed Shepard played, um, which it was a kind of a funny moment. They've got all that. You know, Harlow now is the big sponsor for Focus, the, 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 the caffeinated water, the energy drink thing. Okay. And it comes in those, like those little energy drink cans. And so they've got it everywhere. And Reed Shepard grabs one before, and he kind of looks at me, and you could tell he's like, you know, they look like those seltzers that have alcohol in them. And he looks oh, at me okay. and he goes, Hey, what's in this? And I, was like, I was like, "You're fine." I was like, "It's just, it's just like a energy water." Is the like, stuff okay, any cool. good? It's, yeah, I think it's good. Okay, um, but he, they played. Um, Cream Watkins played. Uh, Shepard was actually pretty cool. I, I like Antonio Reeves played. Trey Mitchell. Uh, I do Tierro, the Tierro, whatever his name. I mean, is. I assume since you haven't said it yet, DJ Wagner wasn't there. DJ Wagner was not there. Okay, he was not. Uh, yeah, that that would have made. Cause some waves. It would have been that's yeah that was what was interesting. I was looking for. But they yeah they complained about everything. They were and, and here's the thing about all these guys, whether it was the U of L team, the UK uh, team, perfect for Cal, the homies team. Eighty percent of them don't know the basic rules of like baseball or kickball. So it, like you always end up being the bag. Like they don't understand what a foul ball is, and God forbid you have to explain them the rules of tagging up. Like like they just, there's just. No concept whatsoever of like staying on the base when there's one out and it's a pop up, and like you, when you call them out, they're shocked every single time. Case in point, the game ended like the championship game ended because a dude for Harlow's team, like Harlow, got it like had a single. They're trying to make a late rally, and the dude who's on first base just runs through second base, not thinking anything of it, and they tag him out, and he's like, "What?" We're like, "You can only run through first base." Like, did he did he think he could just keep running around the bases? He, he ran through second, like went straight into the outfield, and then stopped. And like the UK, I think it was actually Reed Shepard, just like ran over and tagged him. And we were like, "You're out." And they're like, "What?" I'm like, "You've been playing three games now. You should know this basic rule." I mean, I would think he probably was probably probably played last year too, right? I don't know. I mean, how many did the homies rotate on a regular basis? There were some different guys. I mean, they, they had like, like Cole Benner, who's a huge music video producer now. 
was on the team this year. Okay. There were a bunch of like other um, like different homies. Teams. Different homies. Like the, the standard homies are the it's four person group. Like they all played. They're the oh. ones who put it on. The, the coolest player of the game was the dude uh, Urban Wyatt, who's Harlow's like personal photographer, like best friend or whatever. He played soccer, I think, at Manual growing up. So he's good at kickball. Like crushed one, almost went over the fence. Nice. And the bases were loaded. And like the, like the, the Kiso, the one homie, is like see walking down the third baseline. And then one, the other guy does a full-on backflip right onto home plate to score the second run. I was like, well, this is cool. Like this, is, I'm having a good time. And then Harlow scores. So they won the first game against a celebrity team, which was good. They set it up last year to where they played like the Lou City and Racing Lou players, which was a bad first-round matchup. And they lost. And so like everybody just left when, when Harlow's team lost. So this year they very clearly wanted them to get into the championship game to keep people around. And they played the, uh, the, 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 the ragtag celebrity team, which Joey Chestnut – Goofiest runner I've ever seen in my entire life. <laughs> the, man, the man eats like 22 hot dogs in 10 minutes. Did you expect him to be a quick sprinter? He took it more seriously than anybody out there as well. I talked with him for probably like 10 minutes before we started going. I don't, his, did you tell him I can take – I want to challenge him on the soft tacos from Taco Bell? I did not, <laughs> but this is the least shocking thing that I'm going to tell you today. One of the weirdest people I've ever talked to in my entire life. <laughs> if you're a competitive eating champion, I guess you have to be a little bit weird. But my God, I'm like talking to him, and I'm like, like this is surreal. Weird, like, like weird, like when you first did a radio show, me weird, or like just like in a different way, very weird, like very like how do you function in society? Kind of weird. He lives in Indianapolis. <laughs> okay, I didn't know that actually. Is well, he from? In, is he from that way? He's or? not. He's lived in San Jose for for most of his life. He moved to Indianapolis basically because he just he travels so much. He wanted to be in a in a part of the country where like. Yeah, a hub. Like International a, a, airport, yeah, yeah, exactly. And, and he said the, the real estate, like the, the housing rates in, huh. in, San, in, in San Jose were going up so significantly. That's did, why he made the move to Indianapolis. Did you know he was from Kentucky? Who, Joey Chestnut? Yeah. I didn't know he was from Kentucky. Apparently he was born in Fulton County, Kentucky. Did not know that. I didn't. I had no idea. I don't know if he grew up here or was just born. It just said sometimes you can be, it'll say you're born in like a certain area, and then, but you never actually, you moved away before you didn't remember being there, but. But he was. Yeah. He, it doesn't he, say anything that close to his birth, but it says he's born in Fulton County, Kentucky. Well, he's super weird, but very nice, super weird. Oh, yeah, he grew up in California, though. But he, like, I asked him, I was like, do you, like, like you know, you're getting up there. You've been defending this title like 75 years in a row. Have you thought about, you know, when you're going to hang it up? Like, do you want to walk away on top? Do you want somebody to beat you? And he was like, I want somebody to beat me. I want you know, Ricky Bobby style, like the, <clears throat> whoever the character, like the, um, oh, God, what's the dude who played Borat? You know what I'm talking about. Like he, oh, the the Sasha. Baron Cohen, yeah. Baron yeah. Cohen. His character, where he like he comes from Formula One to NASCAR because he finally he wants to be beaten. Nobody can. That is him that plays it. That's it? what yeah. Joey Chestnut wants. He, he He's going to keep doing this. He's going to keep wrecking his body, keep international eating until someone comes to the throne and someone's better than him. That's what he wants. He's he's desperate to be beaten so he can stop doing this. I mean, does wouldn't it, isn't it just better maybe just to walk away on top? That's what I asked him. He said no. He, he wants mm-hmm. to be beaten. He wants to keep going until he's no longer the undisputed king. I mean, at some point, though, it's, it's by the time he gets beat, he may not even be the best anyway. I mean, he just there's more that he, his, he lowered his level to their to them the opposed to they bringing theirs up to him. I'm just telling you what Joey Chestnut said. I don't know. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, they, they, his team lost. He was very – he ran – there's a video of him running somewhere, which is incredible. <laughs> I can't even – I don't even know how to describe. Think Phoebe from Friends, but somehow worse. I don't know why. I don't, you don't watch the Goldbergs, do you? No. Uh, the, the, the older brother, Barry, the older brother had a funny way of running. I don't know why I'm picturing that right now. 
Yeah, he'd wave his arms behind himself as he ran. It was kind of. <laughs> yeah. He, he was, he, a lot of limbs flailing. I'm assuming it looks similar. <laughs> Not going very fast, but he was, he was playing very hard. But I know anybody else on the celebrity team other than Joey Chestnut? Um, they had like like Miss USA was there. They had a bunch of like, like Miss Earth, which I didn't know was a thing, was there. That's a it is. Yeah, they had Miss Earth. She was there. She okay. was rocking it. Um, I'm trying to think of who else was. Like, I didn't know a lot of the people, but like, the, the ones who got like the biggest cheers, like I, I didn't know. I was like, okay, they did it. They announced me and Kendrick who were the only umpires. Like currently, current Miss USA or like a, guess, just yeah. a point. Okay, they, they announced me and Kendrick before the game, and they were like, give it up for like Joey Widener was doing. It. He was trying to hype us up, and then they announced Taylor Rooks, who's you know. A very big deal, and she like the, the cheers. her cheers quadrupled ours for sure. She was uh yeah she, she, she they definitely they knew their audience, but it was it was a good time. Very much appreciate them having us out again. It was uh, I had cheered for you more. I don't even, I had to Google her. I didn't know who that was. You know Taylor, she's like the biggest thing in the, the like like NBA journalism now. She she gives all those interviews of all those players where they spill their hearts now. Oh, I never really paid attention to that. It was I just always saw a microphone floating there, pretty much. She sidelined Thursday night football. Never noticed. Too. No, no. Yeah. If you watch sports, you should probably know who Taylor Rooks is. I may have seen her, but I just never paid attention to the names anymore. Yeah, she's uh, she just she's done it the last few years, and it was. Uh, she's. I know Sean Rooks. Well, she's very nice, but it was. I'm sure she is. It was fun. Congrats to the UK team. They won. They're annoying though. It's 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 fine. <laughs> Hopefully next year they don't. Anyway. Uh, we'll take a break. When we come back, we'll talk TBT. We'll, we'll discuss the end there, the good memories, the fun times, the fact that we're not going to have a, another distraction tonight to talk about, and then uh, we'll get a little bit of you on, on the Thornton Stacks line. We have some other things to get to. We'll recap what we've heard so far from the Cardinal BBQ over the weekend, all the recruiting that was happening, all the big-time recruits that were in town, uh, and then some other national sports stories as well. It's the Mike Rutherford Show here on a Monday on 1450 and 96.1, The Big X. No, she had the G.I. Joe Kung Fu grip. I went, uh, girl, caress me down. Uh. We're back in. On this day in 1996, the last album of Sublime was released. Ball went out. Place went up. Place, it all went downhill after that. It's actually two anniversaries for the day soundtrack. We also have, I mean, sad news today. I don't, I don't know if you've seen this. I'm, I'm assuming you have. I have. But, and uh, Paul Rubens, a.k.a. best known for being Pee Wee Herman, yep. passed away at age 70 due to a... Uh, I think a, a cancer that he'd been dealing with privately for a while, which is very sad. We had the same birthday, so I feel Did uni- you? uniquely connected to people. My my buddy Ruben was called by my drunk uncle. He he called him Paul the whole uh, a whole weekend one time at a UK game. Well, that's nice. Because we were like, why? And he's like, my name is Ruben. He's like, Paul's more American. 
I've always had. Uh, by, by the way, is it bad of me? This, I feel really bad about this because when somebody texted me and was like, told me about Pee Wee Herman, I thought he'd already died. Yeah, you should not have that. I mean, I did, I just, I guess because I hadn't heard of him about him in so long. I just kind of thought, I mean, I just, I didn't realize, I thought he was older than 70. I don't know. I just, I thought he'd already passed. I felt kind of bad. 70 years old. He was, I feel like he was always known. I have, I have a crappy, you know, people do the whole, whole what celebrities were born on your birthday type deal. He was always the biggest celebrity on my birthday growing up, which <laughs> at a very young age became a not cool thing because he got arrested for masturbating in public. It, well, no, no, it was in the bathroom. In a public bathroom. Well, no, no. No, it was was it a public bathroom. I think it was a changing room, actually. And something like that, yeah. I can't because George Michael was in the the theater, right? I don't know. Okay, because I, I always get the two mixed Regardless, up. Regardless, okay. Paul Rubens was <laughs> was a vilified figure in the early '90s for sure when I was growing up. So I always had him and Jim Tomey. And oh, Jim Tomey! Not I, great. I told you about my Tomey experiences. Yeah. <laughs> the only one that I have now, and people actually say that that this person and I look a lot alike is Aaron Paul, the guy who played uh, Jesse from Breaking Bad. Oh yeah, yeah, I know him. We have the same birthday, and then I think that that's, I don't think there's anybody else cool. But my sister growing up, she had like Shaq, she had Richard Petty, she had El- she had like the coolest birthday, and I had I had Pee Wee. Uh, I just Googled my, because uh, to my knowledge, the only person I could think of was like T-Boz, was mine. Not bad. So I just Googled it, though, and apparently I also share it with uh, Jet Li. Okay. Channing Tatum. That's a good one. A really Actually, good one. me and Channing Tatum were born literally on the same day. April 26, 1980. And you've lived the same life. I, I, I'm thinking there was a mix-up in the, in, in, in the, in the room. He's living the life I should have had. <laughs> like that should have been. If not, we were twins, technically. This is just this is one of those bad movies. This is Dan DeVito and Arnold Schwarzenegger all over again. Trevor and Tatum. Here we go. Uh, also, apparently, sure. Man, there's a lot of people. I do. I'm, I'm not on this list, but Emma Watson, Daniel Day-Lewis. Jeez, you got a great birthday. Oh, I mean, no, that's the twin. No, mine. That's twin. Didn't drop Daniel Lewis. He's three days later. Wow, I'm sorry. Well, they, they, I was gonna say, why would they put the 29th on there? Uh, I do share with Aaron Judge. That's pretty good. Um, it looks like um, uh, Kevin James, who I turned out looking more like than, than Channing Tatum. That's a that's, that's a huge one. <laughs> Melina Trump. Okay. Um, which one's Melina? The wife. Melania, that's not. <laughs> Good Lord. Oh yeah, Melania. I was Mel- looking at her picture. Melina. Uh, Carol Burnett. Okay. Uh, Dwayne Eddy. What? Who? I don't know who that is though. Yeah. Uh, Marina John Baptiste. Mm. Oh, Glenn Jacobs. Okay. Kane. Oh. <laughs> yeah, like I, like I say his name, and you're like, okay. The mayor. And I'm like Kane. You're like, ooh. Yeah. That's who that is. And apparently, Tom. Who's Tom Welling? Tom Welling? Tom Welling. I don't know who Tom Welling He's is. on the top of the list. He's an actor. so It's probably one of those younger actors. Uh, he's best known for playing Clark Kent in the WB uh, Smallville. Oh, okay. I never watched it. Though. Neither did I. All I know is that the guy that played Lex Luger on that went to Western. Because I was at Western at the time that was out. And that, they talked about it all the time. For some reason. That's so... I, I'm, I'm... Man. I mean, I'm near the bottom of this list, but... I like how they have a YouTube star on here from 20, he's 21 years old. There's a lot of them like that. <laughs> but anyways. Yeah, yeah. All right, I, I got you beat. R.I.P. to Pee Wee. Yeah, R.I.P. We, we talked about Large Marge just the other day. Large Marge came up on the show, and how it was like one of those childhood scenes that just terrified you as a kid. Yeah. It comes out of nowhere. Um, but I, I remember I convinced Patrick to do the Pee Wee Herman dance when he got a sack when he was in Little League football. <laughs> nice. Yeah, thank you. We love you, Pee Wee. He was also in the uh, the sequel to uh, 
underrated Pee Wee Herman, Paul Rubin appearances. The the second Cheech and Chong movie. He was in Nice Dreams. Nothing tops the Tequila Dance. As well as, of course, let's not forget uh, Below. Of course. Yeah, that was probably his most his best movie if you don't count Pee Wee's Big Adventure. That's kind of like people were like. Here he's making his comeback, and they're like, "Oh no, he just kind of did blow." They and, just did, wow. And that was sort of it. That, they were like, "No, we don't mean the '90s. We mean, we mean like his career." Like, yeah. no, we know. <laughs> Love you, Pee Wee. We do too. R.I.P. That was sad. I, one of my, I, I remember I had a, did you have, I had a Pee Wee Herman doll when I was a kid. Pull the string and it makes some sounds and stuff. I was never big into Pee Wee. Oh, you weren't. Oh, I guess was Pee Wee just a little before you? I guess or my my. No, it was. It was. It was my Will Hill's wheelhouse of childhood. It I think it was definitely going. It was definitely a, a big deal. I just the whole like loud persona just never really appealed to me. We used to always do the you know you'd say the word and everybody'd scream. And, right. Yeah. Yeah. That, that, that thing. My sister did love Pee Wee's Big Adventure, the movie, growing up. So I watched that about fifty times. Who didn't? Yeah, for sure. Uh, let's take a couple of texts here uh, before we round up hour number one. We'll get into TBC stuff in, in a second. Texture says, "No show." I guarantee there is no show tomorrow with Mike having been outside two of the last few days. <laughs> Feel better in advance. Knock on wood. I'm, I'm wait, I've been waiting for the crash. It has not happened yet. When you sent me the text that said you were running behind, I, I mean, I saw when I looked down in the corner of my eye, I was I was on the Snyder heading up here or whatever road it is, and I looked down and I saw your name on the text. I was like. Next exit turned around. <laughs> yeah. Like, I, the, the good thing was yesterday, because like, I knew, because I, after the the kickball stuff, I felt not great. Well, I'm, who would? And I went home, and then we had my nephew's birthday, so I went out there, uh, hung out with him, which was it was low key, so I didn't have to be like super active, but it was a it was a big day for sure. And I went home and I slept, and thankfully Mary was like she let me sleep in yesterday, and then we kind of had like a low key Sunday. Um, well, didn't you have the birthday party again on Sunday for? Well, we had a, Virginia's friend, and then oh yeah, that's what it was. Mary, Mary just took her and let me and John stay home. Which well, that was nice. Ended up working out nicely, too, because there wasn't anything for, there for John to do. So, yeah. so like, uh, we, like the kids took a nap in the middle of the afternoon. Both of them did because they got up way too early on, on Sunday. So, like, nice. Mary and I both took naps, too. So I got some extra sleep then. And then last night after, you know, it was dinner, I was like, I'm just I'm crashing. I'm going to try to get as much as I can. So I felt okay so far. I'm hoping that if I can go home tonight and get decent sleep again that I won't. Uh, we'll, be, we'll, we'll be okay. I mean, this is not, like, anything on tonight. Like, there's no... Yeah, I, I watched Reds Cubs. Big series starting tonight. After that, I'll. Be oh, is that is that tonight? Oh, start off a four game series. Cubs fans are very cocky already. How'd they, uh, the the uh, the Dodgers series end up? Two out of three. No big deal. No. One nine nothing. Had a position player pitch. I saw the nine nothing win. I saw I saw that. I did. I didn't. It's just the Reds doing what the Reds. I think, do. the, I think the Blue Jays lost two out of three to the Angels. Back in first place, baby. First place Reds. How's that feel? On almost August first. Incredible. Texas. I hope Matt Jones wasn't invited. He was not there. Oh, here's a little update news for you, and it's not huge, but uh, the Broncos apparently have now waived second-round pick from just a couple years ago, K.J. Hamler. Wow. Wide receiver out of Penn State. With it, He's been out with a non-football illness, it says. Kind of a, somewhat of a bust. There you go. Uh, yeah. Matt Jones was not there, but it did, it did, that does remind me of maybe the greatest UofL Media Day scramble moment of all time, which is remember how much uh, U.K. fans hated Jerry Tipton? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because he wrote, like, you know, he like, he Truth. Did actual journalism. Yeah. When it well, came he, to he was part of the whole '88 scandal too. I think. He but gets, so he got invited, which was hilarious in and of it. its own self. Was he got invited to the U of L media scramble? And UK people probably wouldn't have gotten word of that, except he had a hole in one. Mm-hmm. So like all these U of L accounts, like Jerry Tipton, hole in one. He's like holding up the ball, U of L golf club, and all this stuff. And uh, of course, like he just set off a firestorm with UK fans going nuts. 
Uh, Texas says, TK. Yeah. Think about all the dog poop you could have picked up with that extra time. And honestly, the most disturbing part is after you watched four different movies in one day, you still had time to watch other stuff. Oh, yeah. I, I watched, I watched, I, I ended up rewatching like season one of My Name is Earl this weekend. I caught, I watched a new episode of Heels on Friday. Yeah. I, I, I didn't start your band of brothers yet. I still want to. I just, you need to. I know. I know. I need. Plus, like I said, my other buddy's been like, he's pushing the, that platonic show with Seth Rogen on Apple TV to me. Okay. I'm just a little worried on that one because I just really did not like Neighbors, and it seems like this this show is like a spinoff of that movie. I'm surprised you didn't like Neighbors. That was fine. Oh, bad. That didn't do it for me. Uh, TJ says you were actively cheating and rigging the game, and you were upset that they had the nerve to say, "Oh, this was before we were cheating." Uh, I worry about the integrity of this kickball <laughs> tournament. Oh, no, in the first game, when we were calling by the rules, they were complaining about everything. And again, it's fine to complain. You can't complain when you don't know the rules. They're like. <laughs> They're like, it, it landed in fair territory. I'm like, yeah, but it rolled foul, and then they touched it before it was at third base. That's a foul ball. That's you're being. That's I mean that 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 that's in that being a little too like intense with the rules. I mean, being a little tight with it. I mean, having a, the, the ball was foul. It's a foul ball. It's I know, like saying, but not everybody probably even knows. I mean, you're you're less than novice be- baseball fans may not know you that you can't touch it or whatever. So I should just let it go because the <laughs> the other team knows the rules. I should penalize them. It's like, oh, they dropped it. Oh, I don't. Yeah, I didn't know you had to catch it. Not an out, I guess. Well, you would have. I could have. I'd have loved to seen you refereeing little league games back when you were like when I was probably refereeing games like your age and stuff. Because you would have been like, no, it went in the basket. That doesn't count. They didn't know that was how you score points. No, but we. I looked the. I looked the other way on a lot of travels. Man. Well, yeah, I mean travels for sure. But like they again, they didn't know the rules and they were over the top mad about things that they thought they knew that they just didn't. Like they didn't understand tagging up. They didn't understand uh, balls and strikes. They didn't understand what's a foul ball and what's not a foul ball. Yeah, who whined the most on UK's roster? Justin Edwards. <laughs> a million times Justin Edwards. Like, you, you have it in for this. Complained about everything. <laughs> and it was so serious. It wasn't like joking, like I'm getting upset about stuff. They were like trying to like, they wanted to like fight about this. They like they got into it with the homies. I'm like, it's their tournament. <laughs> I don't know. It was, it was all... I was very surprised at how annoying, obnoxious the UK. And for the record, I would say the same thing if the UFL team was that obnoxious. And I, case in point, I will admit, like David Johnson was was mad about stuff that he didn't understand the rules about either. And I'm like, dude, like he's like arguing about like where the strike zone is. I'm like, it's it's the two white lines, man. I don't, I don't know what else to tell you. Like they're rolling the ball. They're get ready to kick. He and Mora had a little bit of an attitude, but. They were fine. They they just weren't very good. At well, those are professionals, though. They're they're they're, they're you know they're, they're NBA players. They are. They are. They, Clarkson, the young U of L guys were very less, much less serious. They were just having a good time. Was it the whole UK team or just Justin Edwards that was leading the uh, douche patrol? It was most of the UK team. But Edwards was the biggest. Edwards was the biggest one. Yeah. He, he big, was, big, 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 bigger tool, Justin Edwards or the psychic Edwards. John Edwards, John, whatever his name is, the one that the one that got won the biggest dish of the year, the Universe Award on South Park. Still John Edwards, yeah. <laughs> he's, he's worse. But yeah, Justin wasn't cool. The, uh, who was the one guy? Actually, I didn't know who the guy was who was catcher. He actually was cool. I don't think he was on the basketball team though. I think he was a different UK athlete. <laughs> okay, whoever that was, and Tierro seemed cool, but everybody else sucked. Shep, <laughs> Reed Shepard was okay. He tried to get he tried he got a little mouthy one time. Because it was like the last inning. They're trying to speed the game along because everyone is just dripping sweat. And the dude, I, I think it was, I think it was Antonio Reeves was 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 kicking. 
and he's like letting them go. Like they're very close to the white line. It's like right on the line. And I'm like, I'm, I'm give, I gave him like two. I'm like, I'm like, okay, I don't want you to strike out. I'm calling this a ball. And like, it did it again. I was like, I was like, dude, okay, strike three. Like you're out. And they're like, what? Come on. I'm like, kick. It's kickball. Kick the ball. Stop trying to work walks when you're up four. Not, I'm like, they're not scoring four runs. You guys are fine. Did somebody actually get a four walk, four ball walk? Yes, there were multiple. Like these guys, like and, and how bad was the pitcher? Well, like they were trying, like the the UK pitcher who I didn't know who this guy was. He's, he's like a he's like the only white guy on the team, like this little white guy. Walk he's, on probably. Maybe like well, no, I take it back. There were a couple, but like Shepard was on the team. There was That's one true. guy who was a walk on for the basketball team. Brennan Canada. But, <laughs> but this guy's like five five. Like he's he looks like scoots out there. And he was like, he was the pitcher, and he was like spinning it full on, like rolling at like ninety miles an hour. And at some point, I was like, okay, you calm this down a little bit. But like they, the the homies pitcher was like, he struggled a little bit, just like keeping it straight, which is fine. He's not trying to strike anybody out; just kick the ball. But they well, were, I'm not expecting him to strike somebody out. I just didn't think how hard is it to really roll a ball in a semi straight line for like harder than you think. Apparently, I mean, I, yeah. apparently there were multiple strikeouts. Texas says uh, you should try to get Joey Chestnut to take on Trevor in an Arby's roast beef eating challenge or oh, White Castle or anything me. Trevor is known to gorge on. Now, now I, I, I have won a White Castle eating contest. I don't know if I told you that story or not, but I did win that. Of course, we did. did. Yeah, we was at Pizza Box. We were bored on a Monday. Me and the kitchen were like, you know, hey, we go to White Castle, and I went up there and bought three cases and a small Diet Coke. Not an officially sanctioned contest. No, no, but I did. Uh, but I did win it. We it was the most White Castles in ninety minutes. I won. I won. The rest of the customers in my section lost after that. And then I actually went home early because like, my stomach was bothering me so bad I couldn't even finish my shit. Seems to be a trend my here. manager's like, just go home. I'm like, okay. <laughs> Later, Haley. Uh, but, the uh, yeah, anything, uh, he'd, probably, he'd, he'd beat me and that'd beat me. The only thing I would like to like of give him. Of course he would beat you. This isn't even a discussion. He beats everybody. I know, but I, would, I, I did look at like the soft taco thing. And I can down, I can down a soft taco in one bite. Like with no lettuce, though. We got to go no lettuce. If he can, if he's willing to do that with me, then I would love. I mean, I would love to get. He's the best eater in the entire world. You can't beat him in anything just because you eat a lot. It's competitive eating. I know. I'm I'm very competitive about it. Okay. Texas says, (laughs) "quote If you watch sports or co-host a daily sports radio show, you should probably know who Taylor Rooks is." No, honestly, I don't. (laughs) We are not shocked. I I mean, just. I've quit bothered learning like sideline reporters and ESPN people because they just change out every six months anyway. Or announcers. I mean, or players most... or teams. <laughs> should you, know you, be, should you be home in the shade? You know your Eagles, though. I know my Eagles. Texas says there wasn't anything better than Louisville media hyping up this T. Oh, it's an angry guy. This TBT guy gives you more joy than the actual Louisville Athletic, only for them to lose the way they did. Oh, it was wonderful. They lost because of the, the stupid Elam rule, right? Well, they lost. Well, I guess all the games go to Elam rule. You said right? Elam ending, yeah. yeah. Elam, whatever. Yeah. I asked Patrick uh, over the weekend. I was like, "What is what is dumber, the Elam ending or the guy starting on second in, in extra innings?" I hate this this guy starting. On I mean, second. they're the same equivalent, by the way. I was talking with, uh, but he he went with second only because at least it's the, worse. Yeah, because it's major leagues. The Elam at least not is in the NBA yet, probably. Deaner was. Uh, I was talking with Drew. Because you know he was calling the games like oh, was, we were talking about. Everyone was talking about like, how much fun it was, how great it was. Yeah. And, uh, it was way better than they th- were thinking. And Dina was like, "I want the Elam ending for college basketball." I was like, "No, no." I, I like it for an event like this. It's fun. Every game ends on a quote unquote buzzer beater. Like it's like that's it, it's fun. It definitely makes it more exciting. I don't want it for college basketball. I can't. I mean, would I stop watching? No, but I, I would. It would. It would really 
put a giant dent in my love of college basketball if it did that. Scoot is texted in. Scoot, too, if you're just joining the show, did play in the UFL Media Scramble with Kenny Klein. Scoots, are you still are you at a bar with Kenny Klein right now? He says, I never did see you today, Mike. Had your team do. Sorry if I missed it. I was in a cart with Kenny Klein, and while he couldn't have been any nicer, the man gave us very little help, and we were awful three over. The t- oh, so he yeah. says, also, for what's worth, Taylor Rooks is my dream girl. You, you are not alone. <laughs> my, I went to my nephew's birthday party, and like all three of them were like, if we, we'd known Taylor Rooks was going to be there, like we would not. they weren't going to come for me, but they would have come out for, for Taylor Rooks. Scoots, I saw you from a distance, but you were uh, – he was wearing like a bright like turquoise shirt. It's very Scoots. <laughs> You think it's good? You think turquoise? He's he wears flamboyant colors, very bright colors. He does he wear bright? I never noticed that. Whenever I see him, he's wearing bright colors. Uh-huh. He stands out. I lo- it's, it's a great way to dress. Every time I see him, he looks like he's like on his way to the rustic frog. There's nothing wrong with that. No, and he, yeah, three over is not good for a scramble. I can't believe. Is that is that bad? It's it's terrible. Yeah, you should not be over par in a, in a four man scramble. For well, sure. It seems like he's the way he talked. In the, there, he, there were multiple people that were over par. There usually aren't. The only time that I remember it, I think like one time, poor Jock Sutherland, who was still playing at like 95 a few years ago, he was playing with Doug Davenport. They finished like an hour later than everybody else, and I think they were like six over. It was a, it was a rough group. I saw Nick Kern out there, Big X's own. They had two guys who I think had to leave, so him and his playing partner were hitting like like two shots apiece on every hole. It was like just those two at the end of the day, and Nick was he was looking great. He's off today. Clearly. Uh, take a break. When we come back, 4 o'clock hour is on the way. We'll talk a little TBT. We'll talk about the the disappointing finish, but the good memories from the week that was out there at Freedom Hall. And take more text from you guys on the Thornton's text line. 502-414-1450 is the number. Keep it right here. 4 o'clock hour the Mike Rutherford Show is next here on 1450 The Big X. When you're Back in, 4 o'clock hour here, the Monday edition of the Mike Rutherford Show here on 1450 and 96.1, uh, the Big X. Hopefully you had a fantastic weekend. Last day of 2023 in a month that doesn't have football. How about that? So, when is the first Hall of Fame game? like next Sunday. Hall of Fame game should be pretty soon. It's like the, I think it's the second or first or second Thursday of the month. So. August 3rd, it's Thursday. Yeah, okay, it's this Thursday. Yeah, because the, uh, the ceremony's on the weekend. We've got, so we've got Thought it was up there. legitimate, semi-legitimate football coming up this week. Uh, first day of UofL fall camp is going to be tomorrow. We can excited about that. You well, know the game is, by the way? I don't know. Jets and Browns. Jets and Browns. We've got uh, open practice tomorrow. We'll start hearing some stuff out of that, I'm sure. Open practice again on Wednesday. I believe Thursday, Monday, Tuesday, Friday, Saturday our open practices this week if you want to make it out there to the the Schnellenberger complex slash the, I guess the the field adjacent to the Schnellenberger complex <laughs> that's going to be a good time and uh, we'll hear some stuff coming out there I mean we'll hear how Pierce Clarkson looks we'll hear how Jack Plummer looks we'll hear who's 
you know, showing out at receiver and defensive back. Always a good time. The point is, we're almost there. Football season. Third. What did you say the, the countdown day was? Uh, today day is 32, 32, right? Because yeah. tomorrow it'll be a month from tomorrow. It'll yeah. be the first game. The so weird thing about this is like, I always think about this in season. When you get to this point in the off season, when you get to this point in the countdown, you're like, man, that's no time at all, right? It's it's a month. We're almost there. And then when you're a month into football season, you've played like five games already. You feel like you know it's it's so weird how quickly the actual season goes once you oh, get there. Well, flies by, yeah. Yeah, the off season takes is endless. The actual season, you know, you're playing every week, and you know it's it's not even like I think last year. It wasn't even September, and we were, or it wasn't even October. I mean, and we were already two and three. It's just crazy how quickly it goes once you actually get there. And then, yeah, you know, by the time you get to October, you start getting scrimmages for the basketball team. You get exhibition games in late October for the the basketball team. And then when both seasons are going at the same time, it's just like, good lord! You wish you could space it out a little bit. You could get, you wish you could give us some little treats during the summer. We got a treat last week with the TBT team, the Ville, uh, winning three games, making it to the the Sweet Sixteen of the TBT. Taking on a Gutter Cats team that was the, I guess, regional favorite, the the number one seed in the region, had been to the quarterfinals a year ago. Still a, a game on Saturday that Louisville led for almost the entirety of the way, was two points away from winning for what felt like 75 possessions. And then unfortunately, you know, they went like without a shot for four straight possessions. It was just got really ugly. Russ Smith took some bad shots. Russ Smith made some bad decisions. Nanu had a chance to end it. He didn't end it. And then uh, they wind up losing on, I mean, other side of the court, but it felt a lot like the DeAndre Hunter banked in three by Virginia from a few years ago. Um, it was a gut punch. Like It's still like, I know that this was a, it felt like an icing on the cake situation where you didn't have as much invested in these games as you do actual U of L games, no. but you still wanted to, you wanted the fun. You wanted the nostalgia. You wanted the good vibes to, to keep going as long as it could. Like I would love to have a game to watch tonight when we get off the radio. I'd love to have, you know, potential final four prep to talk about as, as the week goes on and to have it taken away. It did. It, it stung for sure. But I think that the, the good certainly outweighed the bad. It, it was a nice little more than anything else. I think it was a reminder of, the way that this is supposed to feel. The, the, it was a, a throwback to times when we had no problems as UofL men's basketball fans, where the good times had lasted for the bulk of all of our lifetimes, and they were just rolling on. It seemed like it was we were never going to hit a, a road bump nearly as significant as the one that we ended up hitting in late 2017. And it was, a, I, I think, a reminder of what, it should feel like, not what it's supposed to feel like, what it should feel like and what it hopefully will again. If it's not Kenny Payne who makes us feel this way again, hopefully it's whoever comes next. If it's not that guy, then hopefully it's whoever comes next. But at some point in time, Louisville men's basketball needs to get back to where we were a decade ago. And I think that seeing Russ, seeing Payton, seeing Nano, seeing all the other former players come back, seeing the energy, feeling the energy inside Freedom Hall, watching competent basketball for the first time in a few years. It was it, it just reinforced all of that. And it also made us feel like I think you and I talked on after the first game on Wednesday, there was a bittersweet factor to it because it you get caught in the the action for a couple of hours and you get caught remembering how it was when you were watching these teams play 9, 10, 11, 12 years ago. And then when it ends, 
it's like, damn, why isn't it? Why hasn't it felt like that recently? And I think you also are like, you're like, damn, is it going to feel like that again this winter? We're all hopeful, but there's certainly no guarantee. And I, I think that you know, Kenny Payne and his players have both talked about feeling that energy, seeing the way that the fans responded to that level of play, that level of effort was 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 eye opening. And hopefully, I mean, it should inspire you because this is the type of treatment that you can get if you just play hard, play well, know what you're supposed to be doing, execute a game plan. This is the way that Louisville fans react to that. I mean, last year's team had that experience in the Clemson game and didn't really make any changes post-Clemson game, really. Well, they had like five games after that, so the season was already done by that point. They could have still won those one. <laughs> yeah, they, they they didn't. You could have made a run in the turn, conference tournament. I mean, they didn't make the jump from three and eighteen to like six and twenty five. Instead, they finished. I mean, in some cases, I don't know. You know, in, in you know, small examples, those extra wins could have saved someone some money. <laughs> You're really stretching. <laughs> but even in the Clemson game. The energy in that building was not necessarily for the players on the court. It was for what they were celebrating for, for the 2013. Uh, yeah, yeah, like, you can say that. Yeah. That was you know, they they were sort of an offshoot of all of that. And if you want, we can say the same thing about the showing of the TBT. They're celebrating the past and not the, the present. I mean, but the past is playing. That's true. So yeah, it's it's about the on court product there. Um, I, I thought Eric Crawford had a really good column talking about, you know. Kenny Payne, during his media availability last week, he, he mentioned, he, he referred to the fact that they need to win games as the elephant in the room. And Eric said, not, not criticism, just an observation. The elephant isn't that Louisville needs to win games. The elephant is that Kenny Payne needs to win games. And the elephant is, there's a lot of discussion about whether or not he can. The fact that we had a distraction last week was great because it took time, it took attention temporarily away from what we've been talking about, what feels like nonstop since the middle of the season. And now we're right back. The, the, the focus shifts to, back to Kenny Payne. And I think the question we all have is, is that feeling that we all had, the feeling that you had, the feeling that, that it was, was omnipresent in the building. Can you make that happen? Can you do that? Like, he, he, t- he talks about us being a step or two better, a step or two in the right direction. We need 19 or 20 steps in the right direction <laughs> at this point because seven or eight games, doubling your win total from a year ago, it, it's just it's not going to – it doesn't change anything. And if they come out and they don't look hardworking or engaged – or like they have a competent understanding of what the game plan is, which is how they looked when they came out last year from whistle one against Lenore Ryan, then I think you're setting this up for this just woe is me winner again where we're all fighting and we're all unhappy. And like the effort has got to be better. That's where it has to start with. I mean, when we came out the very first game on Tuesday, the very first possession, Russ and Peyton just jumped their point guard, and they're like, I, we, got, do, "We had more people jumping for loose balls, going for for loose balls on the ground in that first ten minute quarter than I think we saw all of last season." And that's where it has to start. That should have been the, the you know, you can say what you will about you know, we inherited this, we inherited that. I think Crawford says he he used the word inherited seven times in a forty minute press conference or twenty minute press conference, like, inheriting. 
bad players or, or whatever is one thing. Not being able to get those players to play hard is a different animal. And that's where my primary concern is. The effort level from last season dipped from the year before, which we all thought was going to wind up being the worst year any of us have, had ever followed. He also said, Payne did, you know, last season I, I inherited a schedule that was daunting. <laughs> he said, I think we, we have a competitive schedule this year, but I also think it's important that we play competitive teams and teams that are really good, but also giving us some games where we learn about ourselves. Basically saying we want an easy non-conference schedule outside of the games that we have to play because of contracts. That's fine. Was Lenore Ryan daunting? Well, I mean, that, they were pretty intimidating to me. If you, I mean, we opened with Bellarmine, <laughs> Wright State, and Appalachian State. I think Bellarmine didn't have a guy over like six foot six, did they? All three of those teams, which played respectively in the Atlantic Sun, the Horizon League, and the Sun Belt, all three of those teams finished in the bottom half of their conferences. Lipscomb, ah, but not last. No, but they were not good teams <laughs> in not good conferences, is my point. Lipscomb was not the best team in their – I think they finished fourth in their conference. And they beat us, and it wasn't close. It wasn't one of those one-point losses. They were clearly just better than us. An easier schedule will help, but if you can't come out and look like a world beater against Lenore Ryan or whoever we played in that first exhibition Well, we should have played again, Cal. Yeah. But didn't happen. And now Cal's good. Already? They got ready to ask you? They got Mark Madsen. Oh, yeah, yeah. And he's, he's bringing in talent. He he's playing? one of the best coaches in the country, according to that anonymous thing we talked about last week. <laughs> along, with, along with Herb Snenzek. Or yeah. <laughs> Crawford said this at the end of his column, which I think was good. He said, the roster has promise. It also lacks anyone who has proven ability, proven the ability to lead a team to a high-level Power 5 finish over the course of a whole season. It doesn't mean they can't. It just means they haven't done that yet. I'm not here to predict anything at this point, especially not having looked at the team even once. Like most people in Louisville, I like Payne and I want him to succeed. But also, like most, I think last season was way worse than it should have been by a pretty good bit. One thing we should have learned is that none of this preseason stuff really matters until we see this group on the court against real competition. We wrote a lot of words about Payne's first season before it began. Nobody envisioned 4-28. and 28. Uh, That was spot on. Except for that one guy who sent in his text about yeah, well, last August saying he thinks the basketball team was going to win fewer games. I mean, last year's game. team showed promise on paper, too. Did they? They did. It's just in hindsight of watching them go 4-28, and 28, it's hard to remember. I mean, I, I, didn't, I was not excited about that team. I mean, on paper. I mean, I didn't. I didn't say exciting. It's what, what was the word I used? Promise. Promise. Yeah. Was you didn't see the. You didn't see a promise and and Ellis coming back and improving. Hopefully on what he'd done at the end of his sophomore year. I mean, well, I go back and get the the tapes. I think you had more promise than, than your. Trevor, uh, I picked us to win twelve games. <laughs> and I picked us to finish twelfth in the ACC. And this people, year, or last year, last year, and people thought I was like nuts. People were were going crazy. People were like, "You're." I'm the biggest hater in the world. How, how dare you? And I was like, I don't think they're going to be that good. And this year you're picking us to win 12 games? This year I think I'll pick it. No, I think we're going to win more. I, I think I'm, I'm going to end up – I, I want to see them scrimmage. I want to hear some of the stuff from the summer. I think they're going to be in the 14 to 18 win range. Now, did you say 12 before a scrimmage last year or not? I said 12 before the ex- first exhibition game. So you had seen a scrimmage? 
I don't think I'd seen. I mean, I'd heard stuff from Summer. That's all I needed to do. Well, you'd see, you'd seen the dunk contest winner. That alone, right there, I probably. Saw, I did see Logan that alone Lash. knocked off like four wins. I'm sure. I think once the summer <laughs> practice reports started coming in, that's when I was like, my worst fears are are being realized. There I mean, a, there was a whole lot of this is just. When I heard that Denny Crum had used the word "sucks," I was like, "Well, this is not going to be good." Well, the fact they 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 you you thought they'd win three times as many games as they did. I guess you did think there there's more promise than there was there. I thought it was going to be the worst season we'd ever seen. It was the fact that it was worse than I thought is not a reflection on me. Uh, I think I think there's way there's reasons to believe there could have been last year. Looking at it, and and this year I think there is too. But I mean, again, you saw how last year ended up, so. Yeah, but I mean, last year, like again, like Ellis, who ended up being clearly our best player, and we thought Curry a, would be a lot a better than he clearly player. was. Curry was had played well at the end, and then the roster. I mean, we talked all summer about how the roster just didn't fit, about how it was just the most weirdly constructed roster of all time. Kind of like this year. Yeah, I think this year's better. Mm-hmm. I think it still has a gaping hole at the Guard. secondary ball handler yeah. position, which. Wound up being our, our, I mean, I was going to say Achilles heel, but we had a million Achilles heels. We had Achilles all over ourselves last year. We, Ours Achilles heels had Achilles heels. We had no strengths. So it is what it is. But um, we round this out. Props to Mark Lieberman. Props to the guys for coming back. Peyton Siva played with a damn torn hamstring and a broken pinky that we found out after that the game. Trooper. Which was, I mean, pretty unreal. And like somebody, I don't know how the cameras didn't pick it up on it. There was a photo of him shooting free throws. His pinky, his left pinky, is like bent in a terrible direction. I guess the broadcast just didn't notice. But uh, my man fought through a lot. It was cool to see all the former guys come back. Kyle Couric. Um, I mean, seeing Luke Hancock out there. I know he didn't play a whole lot. Was fun. Seeing Wayne play in the first game was awesome. And then just the Russ Payton backcourt was was wonderful. And again, it was it was a reminder of all that once was, and hopefully all that won't that will be again when these teams start winning. Like, that's the thing. People are like Louisville fans are just, they're dead now. It's not the way that it used to be. We're only getting 9,000 fans. When Louisville starts winning again, whenever that is, hopefully it's soon. It might not be. Whenever it happens, it's going to feel the way that it used to. The Yum Center will be loud again. I don't think we'll ever get back to the point where it's 22,000 every game, regardless of who you're playing, just because that's not the way that, that sports have been working recently anywhere. But for big games... It's going to remain one of the best crowds in all of college basketball. And the people watching, the people interacting, the people who are listening to, to you know, shows like this, the people who are going to websites, it's going to pick back up again. Because it's still in our blood. For a lot of people, it just needs to be unearthed. We just need those feelings back. And I can't tell you the amount of people that I've had come up to me or send me messages or text me or whatever since last week just talking about how fun it was to watch Louisville basketball like that again. When the product on the floor gets back to where we expect it to be, those fans, I don't want, they're not fair weather fans, but the fans who have had such a hard time with the last few years that they've let themselves check out a little bit, they'll be back in the fold. And this will feel the way that it used to be. It's just a matter of getting there. And it's just a matter now of finding out whether or not Kenny Payne is the guy to make that happen. And the good news is, I think that we have a, I mean, we, we talk about the roster and promise and all that stuff. The roster, I think we should all be able to agree enough on, on this, is talented enough to where if we tank again this year and we never even flirt with the notion of, of being in the NCAA tournament, we should know that he's not the guy. And that's all that I think most Louisville fans want, is to know where we're headed after this season. If he goes to the NCAA tournament, awesome. Even if you've been the biggest Kenny Payne hater and you just don't think he's the guy, I think you'll 
I don't know if swallow the, your, your pride is the right word. I think you'll be ecstatic. I think you'll be happy. I think you'll be like, okay, cool. I just want. I thought he was not the guy. I'm wrong. Awesome. Let's roll. If he wins 10, 11, 12 games, I don't think there should be an argument about this. I think we should know. If you can't win more with a roster loaded with four and five stars, with some of the better transfers who've had solid success with other programs, you're not going to be able to win at the highest level here. And again, that's what it's about. It's not about finding a coach who gets us to the NCAA tournament consistently. It's about finding a coach who makes us a perennial top 15, top 10 team, a team that every March we feel like has a shot to go to a Final Four and win a national title because that's the standard here. And if Kenny Payne can't get that done, I think we'll know by the end of year two. I do. And I think that's all. We all want to know what the next step is. And I think we'll find out in the next six, seven months. I think we'll know by the end of 2023. You're probably right. Oh, I, I'm, I think I am right. Yeah. Crawford said in his column, you know, we'll, we'll know by February. And I, I think don't that. Think have to wait that long. I mean, we knew. We knew early on last year. I know that there was a – people were trying to fight it after the first, you know, the start, and they're like, you know, they're getting better. They're, they're going to do this. We knew for the first three games, the, first, the exhibition and the, those first three losses, that it was going to be awful. And it I, was. I, I think my, my – me being one of those people, at least in the beginning, was in hopes that it would improve. It never improved. It improved, but everybody else improved too, which is the thing about college. Like people are like, well, we're going to get better. We're going to get better. Everybody gets better in college I basketball. Mean, I mean, I guess, yeah. I mean, I mean, we got better. We weren't getting blown out by every ACC team at some point, which I guess is, is an improvement. But <laughs> I, I think the bigger issue was you could tell from the first game against Lenore Ryan and certainly the first games that mattered that we did not look like a hardworking team. We did not look like an engaged team. And I'll say it outright. We did not look like a well-coached team. And when that's the case right from the jump, you can improve, but you can't improve to a point that's going to meet anybody's expectations. And we saw that. I mean, it just – that part of it, the effort level and then some of the coaching decisions just never really got better. And now if you don't have a – if it was just the players, we should be able to very clearly see that from late – whenever the first time the team takes the floor. We should be able to notice that. I go back and I go back and look at the score box from the Bellarmine game, the first game, and I feel like this this kind of like this team like never did go forward. Like James scored sixteen points in that game. I mean, we kind of saw. I mean, he, what he was. Ellis scored fourteen on fifteen shots. Kind of Ellis's season all year long. Uh, Hundley Hatfield played twenty one minutes and scored nine points. Kind of Hundley Hatfield all year long. I guess a undersized team. Yeah, <laughs> Curry played sixteen minutes and had nothing but two personal fouls. Pretty much a nutshell of his season, except for the sixteen minutes. <laughs> Lance was zero of six. That was, did not change. Uh, Zane Zane Payne played. Uh, Zane Payne played two minutes. He got it. He, got always, it. he always got his time. Trainer played eighteen minutes and had five points. Yeah, he played better at the end of the year. He did. He had a little bit more people in one minute. I mean, the only, the one difference was Withers actually is the only one that took, like, actually steps backwards. He had his best game maybe of the year, scoring 17 points in that game. Hey, I mean, Withers still, he was our most consistent scorer besides L, I guess. And, I mean, he ended up being a 40% three-point shooter. Which, which is, and we had more turnovers than assists. Well, he, he was going to turn it over a lot. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, just that like, was pretty the, much the team. That was the, Yeah. That I mean, was, really, was the there team. was there was uh, maybe a few mixes matches here and there, but that's that pretty much summed up the entire season, that one box score right there from the very first game of the year. 
Uh, Roosevelt played, by the way, he played 19 minutes at three points. Who did? Roosevelt Wheeler. Well, that, that, that definitely changed. <laughs> and Hersey played three minutes. That was the entire box score. I'm begging Jeff Brom to be good. <laughs> <laughs> Once September rolls around, this needs to be a, th- a, a secondary conversation. You talk about best. TBT being a slight distraction in there. We need they, 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 they played three games in a one, in like a six day span. We you know that wasn't enough distraction. That was that was like just like taking a sip of whiskey, like when you're like or a sip of water, and you've been walking through the desert for six months. I mean, if this team and we comes need out more in late October against Kentucky Wesleyan, whoever they they're going to play in that first exhibition, and they look like walking zombies again. I'm going to need the football team to be nationally ranked at that point. So I can be like, <laughs> whatever, it's football season. I mean, the football team is disappointed, and we look and we start the same way in basketball. I don't think I can do this again. I, I can't do – one year of this was tough enough. I can't do two years where – I mean, God, it's been pretty much three, if you want to use the Chris Mack, Mike Begeese here. And we're not taking it personal since we've been together in the air. Global sports has been I kind of am. trash. I kind of am. <laughs> At this point, I, I, I do feel Walls like, is getting mad. McDonald's getting pissed. I mean. That's the thing is, you know, I, I do hear it. I hear the Kenny people who retired. are like, who are like, Mike Rutherford's gotten so negative. You know, he needs, uh, you know, he needed John to balance him out. I'm I'm desperate to be positive. I, I mean, I went on the rant before. I'm desperate to slap some butts. I, I want to give me a reason. Like, I, I, I want to be back to the old, like, sunshine and rainbows is fun as hell. We have not been at anything, had anything in those two sports to be overwhelmingly happy about since we started doing the show. I mean, it's been the first week we had the Dino Gaudio thing happen. The first week we were on the air. I tried to get excited during the football season, you know, going into the first Kentucky game. And there were times, like, you know, I mean, there, that been, didn't work out well. there were times where, like, we'll have a good football game and, like, that those shows have been fun and stuff. But on the whole, like, we just have not, th- those two programs have not been where we expected. In basketball, we haven't had anything to be. Had no, to the, about. I think the best show we've had was the, the after the Friday night USC, UCF game. Which was great. The interception return touchdown. Yeah. Was, I mean, Wake Forest last year was great, too. Yeah. Uh, although we'd already kind of hit a, a low point of that season before after the Boston College loss. I know, you know, we came on here, everyone came on here. We were talking about the same things, which was. It didn't seem like this was going to wind up being a good marriage, and in the <laughs> end, it the, was not. That was the game I drew. The, the Boston College was where I drew the sand line in the sand to Brian Brown. He, if he crosses it, he's not allowed back. He he, 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 he did it. He, he kept, yeah, he kept that line. He didn't cross that that week. Ended up producing a top ten defense. Yeah, um, he just needed a little motivation. You're welcome. We both want to be. Yeah, I want to be. I want to be butt slapper. I want to be happy. I want to be fanboy. Just give me a butt to slap. Just put it in my face. I mean, look, look, look I mean, l- l- listen, listen to just the brief success you're having as a red span this year in, in, in your voice. It's incredible. Listen to what we talked about when we talked to Eagles and Lions last year and it's what incredible. we're going to talk about this year. Yeah. Now, trust me, there will, I, I, I want to I be, I want to slap some butts. Stop making us turn to pro sports to slap asses. I know. Also, real quick before we get a break, if one more person sends me, <laughs> you send it to me over the weekend, if one more person <laughs> sends me, the meme that's going around everywhere on every form of social media about JFK only missing one Lions playoff win. Oh, that's I'm a, gonna, I'm gonna lose it. That, my defense, that's, that was like a week. I sent you that a couple weeks ago, though. Did you? I thought you sent me. No, no, it went I, over the weekend. Right. The, no, the weekend. This weekend, the only takes I think we, between us was you telling me the Big X was trending. Big X was trending. Yeah, which was awesome. <laughs> I got, I counted them today. Eleven people either tagged me on the post or sent it to me directly on Instagram. <laughs> the I don't even know what account it is. They're like. Since his, since his death, JFK has only missed one line. I get it. There's a, a fact like that every time. Stop tagging me. In I these. sent it to you on July 3rd. Thank you. I guess, so, I guess. yeah, because remember, I sent you, like, back-to-back July 2nd was the 
was the Andy Reid lifetime thing with the Lions uh, during his lifetime. Reid seen more presidents get shot at than Lions playoff wins, and then the next day, essentially, the like I can't like the they were coming up big time that weekend. I guess for some reason, and it's resurfaced. It's a fun stat. I mean, we get it. <laughs> They're not a successful franchise. What do you want me to say? I love how the fact this like, is not news to anybody. You know, you're like gonna show up on the newsfeed, like one of your friends on newsfeed or something on their newsfeed saw it, and it just that's what like led to, like the, the spiraling downhill of everybody sending it to you. I mean, I've got friends from high school I haven't talked talk to in like since high school, twenty years that are tagging me on Instagram. I'm like, dude, <laughs> how do you even remember that I was a Lions fan? Anyways. I, I would remember you're one of two Lions fans. I, I know. think that's what it Three, is. Three, actually. I think people always just remember me as like the one Lions fan that they know, and it sticks with them. Well, now, granted, my, my cousin's husband doesn't really care that much about him, and my other buddy says he kind of quit liking him. And, uh, he didn't like him as much since Jason Hansen retired. He I was, do, he, I do love he was a huge J. He had two Jason Hansen jerseys. He I used to refer to him as the franchise because he, yeah. he was our franchise player. Took him in the second round. Love him. Uh, second break, when we come back, Thornton's text line, 502-414-1450. If you've got thoughts, questions, comments, concerns, hit us up on the Thornton's text line, and we'll get to you after the break. It's the Mike Rutherford Show on a Monday here on 1450 and 96.1, The Big X. I can answer that. Pink Floyd's probably very close. Like, like uh, Roger Waters' Pink Floyd. I'm not as big a fan of Pulse, which was the, the like the one album they did post Roger Waters leaving in 1980. Just got this uh, across via email. I love. I mean, say what you will about adult websites, they know how to do their marketing. They're very good. <laughs> their marketing emails are some of the most entertaining things that I ever get. I mean, they 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 get me to subscribe usually. Not that they needed to... The email says, hi. <laughs> hi. Following the news that ESPN has laid off NBA analyst Mark Jackson, Cam Soda, an adult webcam site, has extended him a $1 million offer to provide play-by-play analysis during live cam shows. <laughs> the company said Jackson can even use his catchphrase, grown man move, for sensational moments during couple shows when the man bangs down low and goes strong to the hole. Oh, see, now they, 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 dropped, uh... they dropped on this one. If you were going to use a Mark Jackson phrase while trying to compare him with porn, hand down, man down, baby. How would that work? Hand down, then the man. The, your man would go down. Your man go down, yeah. I think it's the opposite. <laughs> hand down, man up. Use your imagination. That's what porn's all about. Is it? That, that's what they had to do in the beginning of American Pie. Which, by the way, like, you why? Know. Why didn't he turn the TV off? He's like, he's like, hey, mom, thanks. Like, turn the TV off when mom walks in. Like what? What teenager does that? Yeah. Like all he does is put the, the pillow over his, his, his. I mean, what do you at least at least mute the TV? 
Get Come on. Get a fully functioning lock. You're, you're a 17 year old. <laughs> I mean, seriously, yeah. Then again, you don't want you want to do that to Nadia might lock the door then. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thornton sex lines five zero two four one four fourteen. American Pie. I'm sure you've got thoughts. You watched all four in one day. I don't even know what to say to that. Have you seen all four? No. <laughs> <laughs> you've never seen all four. No, I don't mean in one day. I mean just over no. over their twenty three years of existence. No, I think I think I saw the second one. I was like, this sucks. Well, the second one was it wasn't horrible. It wasn't good though. But the I mean, one the, the kid from Rookie of the Year ends up being the biggest douche in that movie. He's like one big, oh, that does, one yeah. legendary blowout. Our first summer after college. I was like, get this well, guy. out And of I always here. felt bad because in the first one they like they turn on him, and I'm like. Why are you they turning? They should. A... He's a chotch. And say what? They should. He's a chotch. No, well, he was. He was. He was annoying in the second one. He's annoying in all. I don't know if he's as bad in the first one. The first one, I didn't mind him as bad. Because does. But then now in the third one, to our, i.e. the uh, the wedding. See, that's the one without Chris Chris Klein or, or Oz. He's not in that one at all. Who gets married? Is it Biggs in the the and, band and camp? Mel- yeah, yeah. Okay. They get married in American Wedding, which is the third one. Isn't one after American Wedding? And then after that is the American Reunion. I don't need to see that. And the American Union, which is, I mean, it's a 20-year reunion, which by legitimate timeline, it was 20 years nearly removed, basically, or was 20 years removed from their, like, the movie, the first movie, a rough give or take a year or two. And Oz does return for that one. Thank God. But it's just kind of weird. It is something we're seeing how old they are in the... Well, that's the way time works. Also, Stifler doesn't change at all, which he's so great in the first one. I mean, I guess there's some people from high school that just don't change. I guess. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. You? Not. T- <laughs> <laughs> Are you the stifler of Wagner? No. <laughs> I wasn't. I mean, <laughs> I've changed some. I've I've matured a lot. Like when I go on my job list, a lot of that was from like sixteen to twenty. Actually, like two thirds of it was. One of <laughs> there were six jobs I mentioned, all with that happened within like a two week span. Probably I was impressed by that. Yeah, thank you. But I mean, so yeah. But since yeah, I, I've been I, I wouldn't. I'm more sophisticated now. Uh, Texture says Thornton text on five zero two four one four fourteen fifty. Have you seen the video of the TikToker from Michigan who was able to walk around Cardinal Stadium and review it? He gave it a 10 out of 10, and it has over 1 million views. I did see that today. I did not, but I, I like the fact he got a 10 out of 10, and that was a, this is my recruit, right? No, it's it's a TikTok guy. He, like, reviews stadiums. Oh, okay. All right. Well, okay, this is, cool. It's Trevor, th- this is the media that matters now to, like, the next generation. See, you and I, what we're doing right now, this is over. Th- this this is done. This kid sneaking into Cardinal Stadium and posting a, like, 45-second video of, of Cardinal Stadium and giving it a review – that's the new media. That's what all anybody cares about. That's under the age of thirty anymore. This is this is the next wave. You got to learn how to TikTok. Me too. Apparently, I've never been so happy to be so unemployed because un- it's coming. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I'm gonna get replaced by like a 19 year old TikTok kid. It's, it's we're all getting replaced by TikTok kids in like five years. I mean, what about the reels? Well, that's Instagram. They basically <laughs> just take. TikToks and put them on reels. I mentioned some reels or something to somebody, and they were like, "Like, dude, that's just like old person TikTok." 
Oh, yeah, it is. I'm like, well, no wonder. <laughs> yeah, the, the kid, he just, like, walks into the stadium, which I feel like... First should... of all, that's that's a, that's a question in its own right. Like, how did he just walk in? It should get us a minus one on security, if nothing else. Well, but... I don't know. Sean, uh, Rudy just walked into the Notre Dame stadium. Well, we also, and... Do you remember the story from, like, three summers ago about the, the kid who, like, broke into the stadium, like, took a motorbike and, like, made cause all that damage on the field? Kelly Leak? No, different kid. <laughs> It was, I think it was like two kids, actually. It was, it was, it was pretty wild. But, uh, yeah, were, this they, kid, were they on the same bike? Or? No. This, this kid gives a nice review. You can fi- I'm sure you can find it. Oh, yeah. Are, but he gives this whole stadium a 10 out of 10. Well, good. I mean, does, is it common that he gives 10 out of 10? I mean, do you follow? I can't imagine. I mean, he's do you follow a, this kid on? So does he, he, just dri- he just like drives from city to city and breaks into college stadiums? Apparently. That's his thing. But How does he afford this? He's a Michigan man. So he, well, I'm sure with the, the, the TikTok, he's getting like millions of views on all of his videos. I'm sure they're paying him. So I should be on TikTok. If I went on TikTok, could I make money? You should be on TikTok. Like if I just went on TikTok and did like dancing the songs. I would pay to watch that. How about lip sync dancing? I'll do lip syncing the songs. You, could, you should try to find out. I'll start with Let It Go. I think you should at least make an attempt. If for nothing else, content for me. Do the whole. Song. <laughs> I'll just do a song a day and release one. Should, now, should I go daily or do, do, do TikTokers like feed, feed their, their 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 worshipers like once a week or something? Well, you gotta get you gotta get really popular first before you can do that. Regular schedule before that. Well, I, I can show cleavage. You may have to. Texas says Benji Molina Trump was the greatest MLB catcher and Russian spy call girl ever. Wait, what? <laughs> it's a reference to you pronouncing Melania as Melina. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like Benji wasn't born on my birthday, though. Texas, have you seen the the viral TikTok of the guy who snuck into Ellen Stadium? He went to the top to show the view and happened to show your kickball game going on. I did not see that part. Was he, so he was there kind of like maybe watching the homies? So I'm and, on the TikTok video. I guess. Wow, look at you. you I'm get, basically a TikToker. Should you get a percentage of that since I you're in the video? I think that's totally right. I think so, too. At least $10. <laughs> I love that like Jack Harlow is 50 feet away and he's like breaking into Cardinal Stadium to review the stadium. I wonder if he maybe he was doing two birds with one stone. He was there for the game and then like left during one of the games to go break the stadium. Yeah. I want to not. So he's done. I wonder what stadiums he's done. I wonder if he got the worst rating. Do we have a name for this guy or kid or? Uh, I don't know. Okay. Texas said, I would say among all communities and age ranges from zero to death. Joey Chestnut is probably more well known than Jack Harlow. Ooh, that's a good question. I'd say prop. I mean, Jack Harlow's fan base is young. Because I say, where are you going to do this interview? Are you going to go like, if you go like, are you going to do Family Feud style? Would you go to the mall and ask kind of people? He's saying like everybody alive, every person on earth. If you said, do you know Jack Harlow? Do you know Joey Chestnut? Would more people say yes to Joey Chestnut than Jack Harlow? Ooh. I think it's close, but I I lean chestnut. I yeah, I, I kind of do too. But then I mean, like, then all- again, I wonder how many people would be like the white skinny guy, <laughs> like not knowing chestnut's actual name. But then I also think like like my wife definitely knows Jack Harlow. Like you looked at me like, were you talking to Harlow or chestnut? She's got no idea who Joey <laughs> Chestnut is, and I don't think okay. like, most of her friends do. Yeah, but would she know who Harlow was? Well, she probably would. If he, I would say if it wasn't global based, like if he was from like Iowa. Or- I think she would. I mean, Cincinnati or if something. If you have like a top ten song on the radio okay. in the last couple, like she's gonna know who you are. That's all right. I got you. I think it's close. I mean, that's that almost makes me want to like the percentage of like ages, like how many, 
Like, how I many? Where, where's the divide at? Like around the age of twenty-five, maybe. Like I'm thinking, if you're over like 25 twenty-five and under, way more people know. Oh, exactly. That's twenty-five my, and over. I think then with no chestnut, more probably. Like, probably. I would think so. But like, I, I feel like it's sports fans definitely. But I feel like there's like, like the group the the. Well, competitive is a sport. That's what I'm saying. If you're a sports fan, oh yeah, you know who Joey Chestnut is just because everybody who's like sports related talks about it. He's had a thirty for thirty. You see it once a year on the the, the ESPN on ESPN. Yeah. Oh, I think I think that's a, I think that's a close one. That's a, that's a good question. Again, I, I, I'm going age. If we're talking, if we're saying, I'll say thirty and over. It's going to be majority Chestnut. Thirty and under. I'm going to say majority Harlow. Uh, Scoots also texted in again and said, "By the way, Kenny was saying this year will be a lot of fun for U of L fans on the football and basketball front." He was talking about a number of the basketball guys killing it when he's been there. That he's still a company man. No, I know Kenny's not. Kenny's optimistic, and I can tell you, I'm not going to say what Kenny. I'm not going to say he wasn't optimistic last year. I'm just going to say I think Kenny knew that it was going to be a bad season. So if he's saying that, I think that that's that makes me feel a little bit better. Texas says, I will say after TBT, KP might even have a shorter leash. People got a taste of what it was like over the past couple weeks. Nah, I don't think it'll affect his leash at all, but. I mean, yeah, I can't imagine doing that. Could do you? I don't think it. I mean, I mean, when you win four games in your first year, regardless of the situation, if you want to yeah, say I mean, if you, if you're basing this on the fans may put so much pressure on Josh Hurd to make a move if things go poorly, I, I think the fans maybe would get more upset. I, I think they do feel like a little bit more desperate to to get back than they did a week ago. But again, like I think you're. It's still primarily the diehards that really got into the TBT. I, I think it did reach out and touch some people that have been upset with the basketball program, maybe a little bit more checked out. But for the most part, I don't think that I don't think the wave of people that would be like more upset because they're down, just more desperate to get back to little basketball being great because they went to the TBT is strong enough that it's going to affect the pressure on Josh Hurd. I think it's going to be the same regardless. I, I that's. If he goes ten and what, ten and twenty, whatever. Ten and whatever, yeah, doesn't matter. Ten and twenty-two. Win ten games, loss matters. <laughs> yes. I think the pressure will be enough that it's like you can't win fourteen games in two years at Louisville. You can't. There's no underlining gray in in the scenario that ten wins that would. No, there's not. There's a. I think there's a limit if you get to like seventeen and and sixteen, seventeen and fifteen, whatever that record would be. Maybe there's some things that that could happen, and where you're like, okay, we. we and Josh said that. I think that he said when he talked to the media informally a few days ago, he was like, you know, it's not just that straightforward. It's not like some fans where, you know, you and I are talking and we're like, he needs to go to the NCAA tournament or he needs to win 20 games or he needs to do this. No, no. Whatever your personal line is, like, <clears throat> Josh doesn't have one. He, I know, I know people have latched onto the phrase that he used last year where he said, you know, 500 is not the standard for Louisville basketball. But he's also he's going to look at all the little stuff. Like he apparently has been attending all their practices. He's been you know, going in the locker room and here he's very invested in what U of L men's basketball means for the entire athletic program and the community. He knows. I mean, he's been here when it's been at its peak. He knows exactly how important this is. And I think if he goes, if he follows this thing the whole way through, and we get to the end of the season and he feels like we went, we only won 15 games, and it's because I saw Kenny Payne just not doing the types of things that championship coaches coaches need to do. I don't think he'll hesitate to pull the trigger. He saw Jay Wright at Villanova. He's still close with Jay Wright at Villanova. He saw Rick Pitino here at Louisville. He knows what that looks like. If it doesn't have that feel this year, then I think that 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 he'll know. 
I mean, just had to, just I'm talking very strange hypothetical at you, but okay. Uh, Clark gets injured. James gets banged up. White's banged up, and in in, in in this case, two out of three miss almost majority of the season, and you're having to play mostly Hershey Hershey Miller and Zam Payne in your backcourt. It's like that, worst case scenario. That and the, the team wins ten games. That's still not a gray enough for you to cons- make a consideration. If they no, I mean, it, I mean that's a dis- like disaster. I mean, the odds of that, yeah. If I mean, seven guys are out this year. <laughs> then yeah, I think you know if they played really hard and you could still see a constructive game plan, and if you saw the everybody staying engaged on the bench and you know everybody saying the right things, I think that could be different. It also would would depend on how they're recruiting, right? I mean, that would, if if they're not if they're winning ten games, but they've had all these injuries, but they're not loading it up on in the twenty four class, and it doesn't look like they're recruiting well with twenty five. Then I think that would come into play as well, but I mean, yeah, it, it's there would have to be a lot going on. Could Jeff be so successful in his first year that it does give more leash room to Kenny Payne in some way? No, I mean, if he's more successful, I think then more people are like, "Well, I would, I would, I'm, I'm playing on the card of that would be distracting the the fan base of being so hyped into the football." But then again, I guess by football that point, ends in December. Yeah, you're. I was gonna say, yeah. I mean, well, we will be still play- got a lot of winter left. Well, well, I mean, when when's the be- when's the tournament? We'll maybe, you okay. Know. Football ends in January. Yeah, <laughs> still got half that yeah, month right, in February, right, yeah, yeah. March. You're right. Never mind. I think what really adds pressure is once you get to. I'm just pulling out the last of my summers to uh, hyper- hypotheticals to kill time. I-, I felt this last year and the year before to a lesser extent. When you get to early March, and you know, you see those end of regular season conference games that are determining conference championships and bracketologies everywhere and you know college basketball is the focal point of the American sports world I think that's where Louisville fans start to feel that like really left out that real that hurt in their heart because it's the time of the year that's supposed to be the most fun around here besides maybe derby if you're a horse enthusiast to see like UK fans and Indiana fans and even more recently Bellarmine fans getting in on the action and and having all these March moments and for us to be just totally left out of the party, I think that's when you've seen the most animosity from the fan base. And if we're in that position again this year, I think that's when you'll really see stuff get ratcheted up a lot. Text says, my first positive KP era take here. I saw like half the team at the TBT. They all seemed genuinely excited for the Ville and cheered them on. Flowers was particularly stoked. I like Trent Flowers seemed very cool with the, the kickball thing this week, and I've heard nothing but good things from him from people who work at UofL. I think he's going to be an easy, easy guy to get behind. He seems to really get it. And he's, I mean, he's been playing up the whole Ville thing since he signed here. He's, you know, he's, he's doing, he's already having like charity events and stuff. I, I think Flowers will be an easy kid to root for this year for sure. Texas says, is TK extra grumpy today or what? Am I being grumpy? Am I grumpy today? He, you got up early. Yeah, but I don't feel I think, grumpy. I think that's what that is. Yeah, I'm. Am I, am I coming off grumpy? A little bit. Really? In which way? How? When? It's a little Where? kind of slow. Well, right now you're getting, you're getting angry. You're defensive now. Calm what? down. Calm down. <laughs> I'm not grumpy. Damn it. <laughs> what was just curious? What was the big topic du jour for, for our KRC today? What are they talking about? Du jour, like mustard of the day. Uh, like mustard of the day. Um. Uh. Well, you can. Dijon. <laughs> You could always go to Facebook, their Facebook page, and look at the recap I wrote before when I posted their their link. But if you won't want to do that. You could have just already told me. <laughs> no, it's a long recap. Uh, in a nutshell, we talked about, Nick talked a lot about the recruiting business the UK does have coming up. Okay. Um, they've had they've got some lot of, including, um, he brought up 
uh, a player who actually did commit later on today, though, the son of Chris Henry, the receiver who committed to Ohio State. Um, 859 he, BBQ? Say what? Do they have 859 BBQ? Uh, the, we talked about TJ told the story about how he had a pool party this weekend. Nice. We and, weren't invited. And no, we weren't. I've been everybody there. It was all in like clicks. Like the, he said, like that you had like one group that was like the vapors, and then you had like one like it was like CrossFit, like all their, like, all like looking buff. And he's well, like, did he invite people that he didn't know? I don't know. He's I don't know what he described. I guess it was like <laughs> what a pool party was this? Like the way he talked, I even said on the show that like, it sounded like he was describing like like Breakfast Club. Like I was expecting like there was like you know there's the, the CrossFit Emilio Estevez and there was the the vapor benders and. I assume that he was more like the principal, probably him and his group was. But then were, they were, were these not all like his friends? I, I guess they were all just friends, and he's, it was a family thing. Does TJ do CrossFit? <clears throat> no, no, he was not in the CrossFit group. He was in that, his but, house. How does he not know? He, where these, no, these it wasn't his. It wasn't his house. He didn't have a pool. Oh, no, I thought was, you were saying he was hosting a pool party. Well, he was at a pool party. Excuse me. Oh, okay. Yeah, uh, I, 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 he didn't say where. I, I'm assuming it was Johnny's. I know his brother has a pool. Well, now I'm less upset. Uh, but it was it was something to do. I mean, because his brother and sister, they all, they're all married. They all have kids now, so it's, the family does have a decent extension. And I'm assuming, like the, you know, they probably had some people. They everyone invited somebody of their own. So yeah, I guess there was a nice little little party there. So the way he described it, though, it came off like a, being in a high school cafeteria again. Do you remember the first pool party you ever went to? Uh, I, when I when I do, I'll let you know. I, I've never been to. I, I, I guess technically, I've never been to a pool party. Like really, fifth grade, Katie Varga birthday, first boy girl like pool party of all time. I mean, just straight like out of the movies. Boys on one side, girls on the other. <laughs> nobody <laughs> crossing that line. Like like in uh, heavyweights. Exactly. <laughs> like, nobody being that first person to go mingle. Just just straight. You know. Just, what what grade was this? Fifth grade. Oh well, yeah. Well, just yeah, and classic, you classic yeah. like like. Feeling weird with your shirt off in front of girls, just it, oh, it was all the all the embarrassment that you would expect from a prepubescent uh, pool party. I just thought about. I, mean, I guess I've been invited like because my aunt has like an above ground pool, and she'll have like want people over, and she'll call me sometimes. So I never go. Big X pool party, but uh, oh, that's all I hear. But but it's big X pool. Party. Now you mention like I'm thinking as a child, I I don't think I've ever like I never went to to a pool party as a kid. I did skating parties. Game parties were great. I just don't know. I didn't know anybody that had a pool growing up. Like, did like we did a pool party? I guess like we'd go like I mean, me and my friends would like go to plantation or we'd you know go over to like you know um, I forget what it's called. We called it West Crack, the pool, the neighborhood, the apartment complex next to Westport Middle. Yeah, people would have would like we'd we'd go. I would go their place, pool, yeah. like that pool, and hang out sometimes. But yeah, we never. I just I didn't know anybody that had a their own you know pool in their yard and had a pool party. But so. People would like rent out like. Like subdivision pool, pool parties. I feel like I went to a birthday party at E.P. E. E. Tom Sawyer once, maybe. I feel like I went to one like, too. And 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 I guess the, Thomas the, had a good pool. Yeah, and then of course you had the you had the. I want to say like that was like the only time I ever went. Cause I never went to E.P. pool. I was all plantation, like through and through. I think I went to E.P. Tom Sawyer's pool, which I'm assuming the pool's still there, right? Do they still have the pool there? I have. The last time I was there, I played tennis like. Probably 10 years ago. I think the last time I was there was just for this possible yeah, pool party. Like, yeah, I, I couldn't tell you. Like, honestly. it's probably been 28. It's probably been over 25 years since I've been there. I feel like all the public pools are just. Like, I never went. Yeah, I never went to it. Like, I just, I guess, man. Yeah, I wonder if it's still there. I thought that's a good question out there. Has somebody ever been to E.P. Tom Sawyer recently? Let us know. Do they still have a pool? Because Plantation is long gone. 
Texture says, to be fair, Trevor would have a better chance of beating Joey Chestnut than him pole vaulting. Also, Trevor looks up look up Taylor Rook's picture, please. Oh, she's hot. I wouldn't I wouldn't expect anything less from on, on camera though. She gave me a hug as I was leaving. Since she's seen me next year. Get the We're switch, basically dating. Switch over to the right. <laughs> ship, 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 ship. That was the ship message. the waist to the left a little bit. That was the message I got. <laughs> I was like, hey, I'm married. Texas is Zan passing the conditioning test this year, and that was an accomplishment, and Kenny Payne still played him last year as fireable. Say, wait a minute, say again, I'm still laughing at your hugging of Taylor Rook. I'm sorry, what was that? She's, she's like, bye, Mike. I was, like, I was like, good to see you again. She's like, I'll see you next year. I was like, I'll see you next year. <laughs> did, you, did you snip her hair? Which I gave her like, <laughs> no. <laughs> she was like, I love you. I was like, I I was like hey, too. I'm going home to my wife and kids. Yes, I love you. I've got to go to a nephew's birthday party if you'd like to come along. You want to go hang They'd out? They'd love to meet you. want to hang out? They'd love to see you. He, did you invite her on the show today? No. You want to come up to the, the to Jeff Studios on Monday and do a show? She's like, she came on our show uh, on uh, when we were on 790 because she was doing Louisville Live. And uh, I don't, I don't, not sure she remembers that. Does she have a lot of connections with Louisville? She, so she's not, I mean. Because according to Wikipedia, she broke the Quentin Snyder recruitment. Which is, I broke the Quentin Snyder. <laughs> yeah, like, I told you that over the break. She, she, so, did, she did You got legitimately over. pissed at that. I did. <laughs> You were like, "Damn it, it's me!" That's, I did not say, "Damn it." <laughs> you did. You're like, you were like that. So be. I broke She's a mic. She's my credit. I hate her now. I just love it though. Like when I, like, when I, like, like I said, I'm looking at her wiki page, and her career it says, she, she, she became, she made famous national news with her stories and perspective on the game, specifically in recruiting. Broke Brooks broke multiple stories regarding Cliff Alexander, Jalen Brunson. Aaron Jordan, Charles Matthews, Quentin Snyder, and Jason Tatum. Like, I love Q, but they kind of name kind of sticks out a little yeah. bit there with Aaron Jordan. She may have broken <laughs> a new story about Quentin Snyder. The fact that he was flipping on signing day, that was all me. Bro. I love that. That was all me. Uh, I like how bad the, the Zan playing last year without passing the conditioning test is something that we probably need to talk about. Wait, so he point. didn't pass the conditioning test? Well, that's the whole point of the text, Trev. That's like, why I didn't hear you see this. If, if he said, you know, Kenny Payne is like Zan passed the conditioning test, the fact that he made that a point last week in the press conference <laughs> implies that he didn't pass it last year, which is kind of an issue if he's a walk on getting playing time. He does look well, to be in better shape. I mean, the fact he's a walk on getting playing time is well, this it year. It shouldn't happen this year. I mean, <laughs> if Zan Payne is still playing decent minutes, yeah, this yeah, year. He, yeah, he's one of like the most standout highlights of the the, the only thing we've seen from the practice. Yeah, tip in, yeah, the a nice tip in. Yeah, it looks good. All right, we talked about the top of the hour. We got to go to break. When we come back, five o'clock hour is up next. More nonsense here on the Monday edition of the Mike Rutherford Show on fourteen fifty and ninety six one, the Big X. <laughs> Favorite Sublime song. I told you, see, you don't listen, do you? I, no, I listened. I know you said it was two different answers. Yeah, yeah, this is Sublime, by the way. Oh, it is? No. <laughs> <laughs> you got me for a second. No, this is this is Gerald McMahon. 
Today is the, in this day, 1996, Sublime released their final album, post uh, Bradley's Knowles overdose, unfortunately. But on this day in 1987, the best vampire movie ever made was released. Interview with the Vampire? That's a good one, though. No, The Lost Boys. With Corey Haim and Corey Feldman. Okay. You ever seen Lost Boys? I have. It's been a while. Okay, I was going to say... Now I'm wondering. Do you don't say do you list. say yes just so I don't put it on the list now? No, I have seen it. I, okay. I couldn't tell you. I mean, I saw that movie. I mean, at least 25 years. This is ago. during the lovemaking scene between Garth and. The I Garth. remember very little of that movie. Oh, I remember I love Death by Stereo. I, I've seen that. Why? That's one of those movies when I see it on the guide. I just stop no matter what, where it's set in the movie and watch some of it, like if not all of it. I did that with like one spawn time in Hollywood again this on, on Saturday. I watched. I stopped and watched like the last half of that. I watched New Jack City again over the weekend too. By the way, how did you watch all this and watch all four American Pie movies in one day? Well, that was the American Pie was just yesterday. I don't. Amazing. I don't. I don't Meanwhile, playing uh, MLB the Show, switching between my Blue Jays and Reds dynasty. How's your dynasty going? Uh, the Reds are in first place currently. This like in real just life. Like- Life imitating art. Yes. Uh, the Blue Jays are in first, but a closer first because the Tampa Bay, like in real life, are very good. I want to say, I think I have like nine losses, ten losses with Blue Jays. I think the, the Tampa Bay is like five. Or no, vice versa. I'm sorry. Yeah. Uh, it is July 31st, which means football right around the corner. We're less than a month away from week zero in college football. We're almost exactly a month away mm. from Louisville kicking things off in Atlanta against Georgia Tech on September 1st, which means it's watch list season, baby. <sighs> oh, get the juices flowing for the watch list. If you ever want to hear every offensive lineman in the world on the Remington Award list, you're going to find out in a few weeks. But today. This is the Remington Award? I think that's best center. Okay. What are the Remington, like the, the shave? Yeah. Shave cream? <laughs> what are what exactly. Oh, is there a player named Remington? I'm just curious about that one. I would assume there was a player named Remington. I I would I don't venture, remember that one. I would doubly assume that he played center, if I had to guess. What would, you, what would be the odds about I found out Remington Steele was what I was thinking of, by the way. <laughs> uh, what if I look up Remington Award and he's named after a wide receiver? I'd be surprised. Very surprised. Shocked, perhaps. <laughs> Is named for Dave Remington. You don't, you don't have to look this up. <laughs> oh, wow, he was a center. The Maxwell Award watch list came out today. Played a year with the Eagles. On that list is one University of Louisville quarterback, Jack Plummer. We did it. Yes. We are all, we're one for one on the watch list. How many make the watch? Now, are we on the list or just the watch list? Who demos? cares? Okay. Five is, is my answer. <laughs> Five quarterbacks are on the watch list. <laughs> I thought I was six. It's okay. an elite group. <laughs> all right. And they can only pick between those five when the season ends. So if they all suck... Tough bleep. One of them's getting the award. Yeah. Tomorrow, Atlin Trophy and Nagurski Trophy watch list. Then Wednesday, August 2nd, my favorite award, because Art Carmody won it. The Lou Groza Award. I know who Lou Groza is. And the Ray Guy Award. I know who Ray Guy is. Kickers and punters. Have we ever had anybody win the Ray Guy Award? I don't know. Probably not. I know, we, I know Art won the Groza. It was the greatest moment of my entire life. And we've had Redmond and some others have won the Unitas Award, right? Right, which is not an not an officially sanctioned. Oh, that's not NCA award. No, I thought okay, my bad. What's the NCAA's quarterback version? I don't know what's called. Um, is it Davey O'Brien or is that just for best player? I think I think Davey O'Brien. I thought that was like a best O'Brien. overall player. Yeah. Who cares? I'm just, <laughs> I'm just trying it's to wonder. Davey O'Brien. I'm correct. Is it okay? 
<clears throat> Never questioned my knowledge of award watch list season. I'm, I'm not. I'm. In fact, I'm curious if you can tell me the five guys on that Maxwell list along with your boy. Well, it's, I, uh, that was a joke. I hope oh, you know. <laughs> did you really think it was just five guys? It's like seventy-five guys for all of these awards. The <laughs> I know it was. I just was curious. I just want to see if you name five other quarterbacks. The no, we've never had a winner of the uh, Ray guy. Kentucky has. You know who would have won? Mark bleeping Vassett if he'd stuck around for another year. Yeah. Now he's gonna win it in Colorado because they're. Anyways, happy award uh, watch list season. More will come. It's also conference realignment madness season. The and Again, I've been playing golf at the UofL thing, so I, I missed the big realignment. It's, all I see is everybody just assuming now from whatever's happened today that Arizona's going to the Big 12. So that's great. I hadn't even seen that, but it doesn't. So Arizona's going to the Big 12? That's what it sounds like. They're, they're going to be the, the, the 14th team to make that conference a big round number, and we'll see. I mean, if you're the Big Twelve, is that the one school you're taking? I mean, I would have taken. I mean, well, the rumors last week were are you saying like, between Arizona and UConn, and I would say well, Arizona brings more to the table than UConn. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, but I mean, if you're talking about rating what's left of the Pac-12, I'm assuming just Oregon told you no because I would have put. I mean, Arizona. Right. Probably, I don't know about it, but would you put Arizona above Washington? Is the question, I guess. No. So you had Oregon and Washington would be one and two, Arizona three. Oregon and Washington are the, are the two cash cows that are out there. The rumors are that they're holding out to see what the SEC and the Big Ten do next. Because they probably smart. They'll be the top. They'll be the top two non ACC targets. Like ACC, Clemson, FSU, Miami, they gone. North Carolina, they're gone. And then it's probably Washington and Oregon. So if if we do get the mega, the super conference thing does wind up happening, where those two leagues both expand at twenty, Oregon and Washington will be in that mix. So they don't want to jump too soon. But, yeah, I mean, Oregon, a lot of Nike money up there. A lot of Nike money. There is. There's reasons to like him. Um, but, yeah, there's, th- th- there is speculation that Oregon is going to be the, the team that would go to the Big Ten, which I'm surprised that the SEC, I guess the SEC has tried to maintain at least some regional consistency. They haven't gone so far as to bring teams in from the West Coast. But if you wanted to, ta- if, if you wanted to tap into that market, if you want to keep up with the Big Ten and say, look, we want everything that they have and even better, we need a West Coast presence. Oregon and Washington are the, are the clear teams to go ahead and target to combat UCLA and USC, but I guess they don't want to do that. So I, I think the SEC wants to maintain its identity, and so they want to bring in teams that fit the mold, which are the football powers from the South, Clemson, FSU, Miami, and probably somebody else, probably North Carolina, which would leave us sitting in the ACC forever. In purgatory. I'm, I'm, I mean, I know people. I, I mean, if I'm grumpy, I mean, you're Mr. Depressing over here. Well, I know people want to talk about it. I just don't want to talk about it. alignment just sucks. It does. I agree 100% with you on that. I just, it's, I'm just, I've been talking, we've been, we've been talking about it way too long. Yeah. Um, somebody asked about who's the best basketball football combo right now in, in college sports. UConn. Really? I mean, they went to a bowl and they won a national title. Like coaches. Oh, okay. My bad. First of all, that's a terrible answer. Ricardo. I was, being, was kind of halfway joking, but okay. <laughs> okay, good. It was scummy. I was just thinking because I just said because you can't win the national title and they went to a bowl. It just popped in my head. I mean, Chris Holman kind of sucks at Ohio State, so I feel like they're not good. <laughs> Is it NATO smart Nick Saban? <sighs> Yeah, I guess. I mean, it's not Mike White and Kirby Smart. 
It's not. <laughs> well, Brahms K in his low, but uh, I, I that's probably my answer. Is I mean, the problem is, is that the basketball side of things is kind of more murky than the football, right? Yeah. What about, sure. I tell you what, what I mean, what, I don't know. I mean, they're not as successful, but I tell you one of the hottest groups would be Kansas State, Tang and uh, Kleinsman. Tang Kleinsman would be, yeah, you love Chris Kleinsman. I do, and I'm just, but I'm just saying it's also a hot name right now with both of them. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't think they would be like in the top five, but they're definitely upward trend for sure. I do. I mean, he only person I probably love him as much as him is maybe Washington's coach. I mean, Mel Tucker and Tom Izzo at Michigan State. Who's, uh, who's Michigan State's football coach? Mel Tucker. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah that's right. They, 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 they. Uh, Didn't they have a down year this year, though? Yeah, but they, I mean, he's been the playoff. Yeah, I know. He, he got that was like his first year, wasn't it? Or second year? Who is? I mean, honestly, God, Stoops and Cal would get a little bit of love probably on a list like this. Yeah, but I don't know if I'd put them even ahead. No, no, of, I would. I'm, I'm just thinking about names that would come up there. Um, I'm not Purdue, Kansas. Dabo and Brad Brono. <laughs> Texas. <laughs> there aren't a lot of really power ones out there right now. I'm, I'm sticking with Nate Oates and Nick Saban. I think that's my answer. I think it's because of the basketball side, right? I mean, is that where you're having kind of the hardest to find a mix with? I mean. Yeah. I mean, you have a lot of basketball. Like, the big basketball coaches right now are, are coaches at, like, basketball schools that are, haven't had a whole lot of football success, I feel like. And that's kind of like why, where, why we just can't really get rid of Kenny Payne with the name right, right there ready to name. Who's Baylor's? Dave Aranda? Uh, I forget who took over for there now. Yeah, it's him and Scott Drew. That's a good one. Yeah, he's been good there. All right, Thornton's text line is 502-414-1450. We'll have a a heavy text line 5 o'clock hour here. If you have thoughts, get them in there on the text line. And reminder, download that refreshing rewards app from Thornton's. It'll save you money every time you need to fuel uh, fill up at one of the 75,777 area Thornton's locations. Save some money at the pump. Go inside, save some money on some tasty treats and drinks, and then text us at 502 Four one four fourteen fifty. I stopped and got gas after the uh, KRC this morning. Look at you. Now I did get breakfast. That's why Big some, X was trending over the week. I did get breakfast somewhere new today though, and it was I, I might add a little, little on the high price, but very very tasty. Have you had Biscuit Belly? Oh yeah, oh yeah. Okay, you know you know I'm behind the times on things. We know the owners. Uh, Do you? Yeah. Uh, well, we, you tell him his his breakfast hot brown was yummy. It's the same people that uh, they started Luvino back in the day. Um, you don't have to give them. The, you don't have to tell them I said the pricing was too high, but. It's it's pricey. It's good. Well, can, then you got to remember, I'm doing through DoorDash. I'm adding like two dollars oh, okay. to every meal. Yeah, which yeah, even even add two dollars to the prices is still a little. But it was like I told them my KRC. I mean, when you advertise sausage and cheese in a tater tot with with those things are delicious. I mean, you 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 had me at right there. Like that was biscuit belly is very good. So I got that. I got those. I got the uh, an old little order of the corn dog sausage corn dogs, and I got the hot brown breakfast. They was all good. Also, since we're giving out free breakfast recommendations, yeah. like Con Huevos on the one on Brownsboro Road. Are they DoorDash? Or the one, I have no idea. Or the <laughs> one on Hurstman Parkway. Very good. They've okay. got great little uh, pancakes and then their, their breakfast burritos and everything. Delicious. Now, I did try something new over the weekend as well. Um, biscuit, biscuit Belly was better, but I went to World of Beer. Have you had them? Is it Sergio's World of Beer? I don't know. It was on Hurstburn Lane. It was on DoorDash. Never. No. Yeah. Burger. I got the burger there. I was a little underwhelmed. Okay. But I'm sure they have other good stuff. If they want to advertise, if they don't, then the burger was underwhelming. Did you know why Big X was trending, by the way, over the weekend? Because of us? Yeah, Big X was like the number 13 trending topic. I'm assuming America. it has to do with Twitter, right? The, I mean, well, I, the, the, the giant flashing X that, that Elon Musk put at the new headquarters. That's just like. Oh, that was real? That's blinding people. <laughs> yeah. I thought that was like just like a Photoshop. <laughs> no, that's real. That's. <laughs> 
I saw that because because like I guess it was I, I went on Twitter briefly uh, Saturday Sunday. I don't remember what day it was, and I saw like some X things trending, like not my X or shut down the X or and then there were people like showing how they could like they were getting mad because the X was showing up on their app on their phone. They're like, here's how you switch it back to the bird. I'm like. I'm really mad at that I, much, I but okay. Much, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's still a bird on mine for what it's worth. I mean, but... uh, mine is. Yeah, mine. Mine kind of comes and goes. Oh yeah. I mean, I think probably if you update, if I uh, have an update, and I haven't. No, I probably... it, it's well, it just changes back from the X to the bird, like as I open it up. Anyway, that's weird. But I don't uh, care that much. I, yeah, I don't really care either. But of all it's... things, I just want a functioning site. People were just yeah, losing it on like. Uh... <laughs> Yeah, just did. Uh, just I was losing on social media. Like I saw with all the X. I know, but I was just so happy because I had not of all the X trendings, the actual phrase "big X" I had not X, seen yeah. until you sent that. Which, again, until otherwise you prove me to my face, I'm going to think that was because of us. Sure, why not? Thornton's text line five zero two four one four fourteen fifty. Texture says, "I believe many Louisville-based Kentucky fans have antisocial or even sociopathic tendencies." As someone who grew up. In New York, it's foreign to me. Super bizarre that they are so committed to everyone around them being miserable, which carries over to also hating the city or a large portion of the city despite living there. And by hating, I don't mean criticizing. I mean rooting for failure. I mean, you're from New York. Did, apparently, you didn't grow up a Jets fan. And that the Jets, Jets, the, the Jets fan to a T as well, right, isn't it? He's living in misery. Well, th- you they're saying everything. They like live off of. They get more joy out of us being miserable than they do like their own joy. Oh, like, talking about the rivals, I guess. Yeah, like UK fans, how they show up to every. I mean, they, they're throwing. You had the dude, and we do the same thing for them. I mean, no, we don't. You had, you had the dude the TBT throwing L's down. When's the last time you saw a Louisville fan on a national broadcast of a UK? Oh no, I'm, but we, but Louisville. you, but but still, take, we still take pride in the losing. Yeah, but like we don't go like I, I've never been to a UK game wearing U of L's. Oh no, no, I don't do that. And they no. show up at like. Th- I have th- a life. They show up at like Florida State games against us in Tallahassee when their own team is playing. Like that's the <laughs> it, it that part of it is the weirdest thing to me. Like the other stuff, I get the like I want your team to lose, you want my team to lose. That's the way that a rivalry works. But the showing up to the game stuff is very is very strange to me. I mean, I would just think that I mean, but yeah, I, I guess I don't know, maybe if I maybe I lived in Lexington, I would show up to more New York teams. Yeah, what's that have to do with anything? He's talking about the I don't think you listen to the talks. So the Jets and the Giants are New York. Yeah, I said the Jets. Yeah. Um, okay. <laughs> Actually, technically, they're New Jersey if you want to be technical about Texas something. Texas says a couple things. Is Joey Chestnut interesting, weird, or wouldn't want to hang out with weird? Also, Channing Tatum and Trevor were born on the exact same day, which shows how valuable astrology <laughs> is. <laughs> That's a very good point. Uh, Joey Chestnut. <laughs> I was what was the other person that said that? Oh, uh, the the guy from Queen King of Queens is on his birthday too. Which is a great one. But he's he's three he's three years older than us. He was nineteen seventy seven. You've got a good celebrity birthday. Too. I do. I didn't realize. I mean, how did I go this whole my life thinking T balls is my only one? She wasn't even on the list all the year. To answer the the Joey Chestnut question, the answer is both. Like he was interesting, weird for sure, but also wouldn't want to hang out with weird. Like he was perfect for the venue where we were. Like you wouldn't want to like hang out, watch like like at home, like chilling with him. I mean, could you imagine him with the munchies? No. <laughs> he he was good at like in a word of this public venue. Like I know some people here, but like we, he doesn't really know anybody. Like everyone's kind of looking for somebody to talk to that they they recognize. Like it was good to spend like five to ten minutes talking to him there. But if it was like, hey, do you want to come out and like hang out with me and my buddies and watch the game over the? No, I I, I 
it, it, again, you'd say yes because it's Joey Chestnut and that's a great story and like you'd want to like. It. But if it was like just him as a normal dude with that personality, then no. And even if it is Joey Chestnut after the first hour, it's 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 getting too weird. <laughs> Like how much do you like? Do you just like try to avoid bringing up food topics? No, you go right. For you it. can't. I mean, he seemed very happy to talk. I mean, about you can that. talk about it for to, to a point, but like it's like after like ten minutes, you'd be like, "So any good movies lately?" Or I think Joey Chestnut would talk about himself and like his like all that stuff as long mm-hmm. as you wanted to. I got that vibe. Like he was he was not annoyed that I was bringing up questions like that. I'm sure he's heard a million times. I just saw this across the wire here. Okay. You, you ready? You ready for just a, a what the what why moment in society? Always. Apparently today, it was filed a lawsuit against Taco Bell for false advertising in a class action suit. Customers allege that Taco Bell misrepresents the amount of beef in their Crunchwrap Supreme by quote by at least double the amount. And we got to the point where we're literally suing a restaurant because the the picture of the uh, the the item doesn't look exactly like the item. I mean, surely to God, that's not going to. I mean, this is is this more frivolous than the McDonald's coffee thing? You bring it up, I you you. you I know because you were you were involved in that, right? No, because it's like every person <laughs> who goes to law school hears the same thing, and every, people who don't like now even people who don't go to law school hear this. Like it was not a frivolous lawsuit; it was a very legitimate lawsuit, and she okay. won for a reason. And McDonald's had to change their entire corporate policy. Yeah, now you have to put like too too hot on the cups and stuff. Well, yeah, she... they were purposely making their coffee way too hot. Okay. As a business model, yeah, and like it was at a point where like if you did spill even a drop, it was going to cause serious, serious damage. Like they were they were breaking the law with their coffee. Okay, so, uh, so the answer is this one. I think is so. You're on you're on the people's side in this. Yeah, no, I'm on Taco Bell's side. <laughs> Wait a minute, what? I'm on Taco Bell's side. Oh, I figured you'd be on the people's. No, because I mean, the, again, McDonald's lost for a reason. Taco Bell, I think, should win. But by 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 that that the, I mean, they are technically lying about, about in false advertising, right? I mean, well, you'd have to prove that. I mean, do we know that? Oh, they're they're showing pictures on here, like the picture of the advertisement and a picture of somebody holding one. I've never ordered a Crunchwrap, but I don't imagine it looking that. I can't imagine it looking that bad, but maybe. I mean, you would need to prove that this is not a like an isolated incident. You would need to prove that this is something that is is a recurring thing. You can't just say because one Taco Bell in America made one taco that didn't have as much beef as the advertisement shows that that's some sort of gigantic class action lawsuit. Well, you have for to the, show that this is a consistent There are thing. two pictures, so, I mean. You need more than that. Okay. <laughs> you need Taco Bells from across the country. You need Taco Bell patrons from all over the country. Did they prove that McDonald's all across the country were making a copy of that? It was a, a nationwide thing. Texture says, well, and also that wasn't what the, the lawsuit alleged anyway. Like, that lawsuit was a specific McDonald's doing a specific thing that caused, like, the girl, like, yeah, no. Wasn't she driving like a sports car or something, though? I don't think so. Thought she was driving like a sports car with no cup holder or something. No, I think you you got the like the the rumors that were out there after. Oh, I don't know. I'm just asking. You you went to law school. You're the lawyer over here. One year. <laughs> yeah, that was the only. That was the only. That was they the only do ca- bring it up. That's the only case you worked on. First year of law school. Like every person's either like you bring that law that. Because everyone likes to use that as the example of like a frivolous lawsuit when it really was not at all. You didn't convince me of that, but that's okay. You, you just Google it. I mean, I can. Of course, you can't be convinced of anything. I can tell you. Two not, that's not true. true. It's a hundred percent true. <laughs> you can't. You just you, just because you can't convince me that's not true. Texture says, uh, not to mention Lenore Ryan finished last place in their D two. Did they finish in last in their conference? 
I don't know what conference they're in. I know we, we looked at the record at various points throughout the season last year, and I know that they weren't good. Like they finished below 500. I didn't realize they finished last in their conference. I don't know how to spell Lenore Ryan. They went six and twelve in conference play. Well, that's not bad. It's it's not. They won more conference games than we do regular season games. <laughs> that's a, a a D two which what by the way also played us without their two high leading scores. Well, we played them. They didn't have their high scores. They both were out. One was suspended. One was hurt. And they still went six and twelve in a D two conference, and they beat us. But did they finish last? I don't have the conference team. Oh. I don't even see where the North Ryan is. I honestly don't care enough to look it up. That I'm was just, an exhibition game, wasn't it? Yes. Six and 12 is not good. Texas says, we beat a top 10 Wake Forest team from last year, and Trevor sounded like his dogs were all shot over the weekend during that Monday show. Which, which what now? <laughs> he says, uh, we beat a top 10 Wake Forest team last year, and Trevor sounded like his dogs were all shot over the weekend. During that <laughs> I have to go back and listen. Uh, I probably wasn't 100% still sold, and I didn't have any reason to be. <laughs> okay, I mean. Texas, as a lifelong Cincinnati Reds fan, do you enjoy the St. Louis Cardinals? Are They're sellers this year, of course. Oh, yeah, they're bad, aren't they? They are. They're, I think they're in last place. Aren't they, I know they're not Oakland or Kansas City bad, but they're like one step behind, aren't they? They're better than that. They, they, they got hot for a brief period. And, I mean, every Central Division team fan has been like, we know the Cardinals are coming because they always do. That. Like last year they were dead to rights, and they won like 17 of 18 to make the playoffs. Um, but they're, I think they're still above the they're, Pirates. Well, no, they're well. Technically, they're not because they have more losses. Uh, yeah, Kansas City and Kansas City has seventy-five losses. Oakland seventy-seven. They're on a run of their own. Uh, and then right after that, you have St. Louis at sixty, Washington at sixty-two, and Colorado at sixty-four. Pittsburgh's forty-seven, fifty-eight. So they've got two less losses. That's why. So they're eleven back. Yeah, they are eleven Cubs back. Only though. four. Back. I'm. I'm ner- I'm nervous about this series. I mean, 13 games under, I mean, 60 lines still. It's bad. Yeah, they're sellers. I mean. But the Cubs getting red hot going yeah, into the series makes me like I'm – I and I know we have Cubs fans listening. I know that the Cubs fans are everywhere. I cannot stand the Cubs. I know you can. And, and if they somehow take three of four at least and get firmly back in this race, I don't think I can stomach it. I can't deal with you know, the Reds' dream season. If we, if we just get beat out by the Brewers, then so be it. If we – Barely miss out on the wild card. It'll break my heart a little bit. But if it's the bleeping Cubs that come out of bleeping nowhere and run us out of the division race and kick us out of the playoffs, I may have to give up baseball. I don't think I can take <laughs> it. I've got a lot riding on this series. I'm very nervous. Uh, I was going to say, the, the, the Cardinals must be sellers because I almost forgot. We actually did pick up their, uh, their closer on this week over the weekend. That's right. Jordan Nix got traded to because Jordan uh, Romano. I've never been huge on anyway. Uh, he's apparently out, I guess, for longer than they expect. So, and then when I looked, at, when I finally saw it, we gave up. It wasn't there. I mean, we gave up like a couple double A pitchers. That one, um, one of them, the only reason I even know who he is is because he's like six nine. Even though that's not really rare now, there's a bunch of pitchers that are like six eight and right. six nine, and now it's crazy. But yeah, they traded um, Montgomery to Texas, and they're looking to trade Paul Goldschmidt. Same oh, I didn't see they traded Montgomery too. I didn't see same, that same day as they traded uh, Hicks to Toronto. Um, oh, okay. Yeah, they're 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 definitely selling. Yeah, which, which does make me happy. Him and the the guy from Colorado be the only two they'd really sell after that, right? I think so. Because you're not going to sell the um, the second baseman's like 22 years old. I forget his name. That's real good. And Jordan Walker, you're not going to trade him, or you're not maybe Tyler O'Neill. But Texture says Trevor for a porno connoisseur, your hand down man down was a real boner shrinker. 
Depends on what site you're on. <laughs> Texture says... I didn't think it was that bad. I'm worse. 27, and I still care about both of you and intern Patrick. Relax, Mike. Still some old souls in this generation. Thank God for that. We, we, okay. I didn't, We're talking about the, the TikTok like, taking over. Oh, okay. Yeah, like, yeah. The kids these days just aren't consuming what we used to call as new media the way that the kids were 10 years ago. It's just, it's all changed. Texas says, Trevor doing TikTok would be like Ralph learning about likes in the movie Ralph Breaks the Internet. Never seen it. Seen it. <laughs> Don't get the reference. I like it. I like the effort. <laughs> sure, it's great. I don't know if I have the energy to do that, like an everyday video. Like, I, I like, do I gotta like do duck face or do editing or anything like that? I mean, can't. Like, I, I just want to hit like record on my phone and hit post it. Texas, I'm a 44 year old woman. I've never heard of Joey Chestnut. But has she heard of Jack Harlow? I would assume yes. <laughs> that's, that's the question. I'm telling you, I think it's close. I think I think it's a close. I, mean, I think it's tight. I guess that but doesn't really shock me though. She wouldn't have heard of him. I mean. Yeah, because I don't think like I told Mary, I was like Joey Chestnut was there. She had blank stare. Yeah, no I mean, yeah, because he's not. Yeah, he's not going to reach probably the 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 women's side of votes probably on any age group for the most part. Yeah, Texas not sure if you got to it yet, but football recruiting update. We could talk about some of the the five hundred two BBQ reactions. I mean, I'll, I think there were. I, I tell you what, we'll take a break. I've got a couple of tidbits from over the weekend. A couple of things. Maybe that are, are huge deals. You have a lot of the reports out there that are like, hey, this guy came here and he really liked it, which is every recruiting update. I think there are two substantive things that are out there that we'll discuss after the break. And, and then more text from you guys at 502-414-1450. It's the Mike Rutherford Show. It wraps up after this here on 1450 and 96.1, The Big X. Segment here in the Monday edition of the Mike Rutherford Show on 1450 and 96.1, The Big X. Hope you had a fantastic weekend. Thanks so much for spending some time here on your Monday afternoon with us on The Big X. No bats baseball today. They're back at it tomorrow. Who, where are the bats this week? I should know they're hosting. At Slugger Field, the bats are back tomorrow. That's all that matters. I should know this because I'm working Tuesday and Thursday. Uh, Josh has got a weird schedule this week. He's going to be out tomorrow. And I know it's a 6.35 pregame, 6.05 pregame, 6.35 first pitch. Uh, it's baseball bingo tomorrow, I think. Baseball bingo? I think it's that Wednesday. It's one of the two days coming up. And I'm waiting for the, their website's not moving exactly at the swiftest. Uh, That's probably our internet. Well, you're locked into the ethernet over there. Yeah, I was going to say, it should work you now. I know just, my pain over here. The WXVW internet has Maybe back to me, tabs open. I was actually reading about the McDonald's coffee case during the break. There you go. Uh, which on Wikipedia it does refer to as frivolous lawsuit on many occasions. Yeah, it wasn't. It's, it, it says it is one of the biggest arguments on if it is or isn't. Sure. Scoots, uh, Scoots will reset the internet, by the way. Just let you know. 
would, would have it done. And what is wrong with my internet? Like, I, I literally was on this website just, like, earlier today. Got to get scoots over here. He knows how to fix everything around here. Uh, the the five the Cardinal BBQ over the weekend was fantastic. 85, I think, is between 85 and 90 recruits were in town. It sounded like everybody had a good time. The two legitimate Omaha. notes that I was talking about. What? <laughs> they play Omaha's in town. Thank you. You're the two welcome. legitimate notes that I was talking about. Again, because you know all the recruiting stories that come out after a thing like this are <clears throat> class of twenty twenty five elite quarterback loved his visit here, and the, you know, it's just it's all kind of the same stuff, which is it's great to hear. But circle this name, Jonte Gilbert, twenty twenty five safety. He's the number thirty five player in that entire class, according to on three. He's the number three safety in the class. He's from Atlanta. Goes to the Cardinal BBQ over the weekend. Decommits from Ohio State Ooh. on Sunday when he gets home. Hmm. Ooh. Circle that name. Also, a name that I think that to circle for the future, maybe not just quite yet, but let's, let's see how he progresses. You had a number of 2025 and 2026 quarterbacks in town. I, I think that the staff really likes this kid, Brock Bradley. Uh, he's not the highest rated of those players but they think that he will emerge into one of those types of players. He's from Birmingham, Alabama. He's down there in SEC country. Uh, apparently really liked his time up at UofL. Circle those two names. That's, that's, uh, that's what I Everything else sounds like it went well. The, the, the recruiting was great. They didn't have jets out there for him. Maybe they had some rocket packs. I don't know. <laughs> but whatever they did, it sounded like it was a top-tier first-class event yet again over the weekend and that Jeff Brom and company are, are doing well in their early – Stages of this recruitment of the 2025 and 2026 classes. All right, we got about. That's what uh, he does. It's, it's who he is. He just racks up. It's what he does. We got about 15, 16 minutes here to get your thoughts in on the Thornton's text line at 502 414 1450. Then we'll look ahead to the night that will be in the world of sports, which, once again, we're getting very close to having football to talk about again. Thursday night is the Hall of Fame game. Could not be more excited. Jets, Browns. You can see Deshaun Watson out there, maybe. JTS. Deshaun Watson's might be my keeper on my fantasy team. Has Hard Knock started yet? It should be about that time, too, right? It's the Jets, right? Yeah, because training camp's going on. Hard Knock should be premiering probably in the next couple weeks. I would think, I mean, I, I watched a little bit of last year's only because really Deuce and you, you and Deuce. Uh, it's uh, next Tuesday, a week from tomorrow. Okay. I, I guess we should have known it would start after the game happened, though. I mean, that's, yeah. was it Tuesday? I don't know why I was thinking it was just a random night to have. Usually, yes, when I think HBO, my mind automatically just goes to Sundays. It's like their own tonight. Yeah. Texture says, I went to two of the games and heard spent a ton of time with the current players, actually more than any of the current staff members, two of which didn't show up to any of the games, one of which only came to one game. Nolan was there, wasn't he? Nolan was there. I, saw, I heard that. I thought People I saw. were saying he was wearing New Balances. Oh, I, saw, I saw that on Twitter. Oh, yeah, Nolan that. and Kenny were definitely there. Um, I don't think Danny Manning was there. He's out there finding the next Cron Davis. He's out in California doing what he does. Josh Jamison, I'm assuming, <laughs> is the coach that he's referring to, saying he, he came to only one game. Um, yeah, I mean, <laughs> I, mean, I want to believe that Danny Manning really cares about this job, but he's not giving us a whole lot to go off of. Like, <laughs> yeah, but the man won an NCAA championship. He's very aware of the fact that he's been to better places. He's he coached a, John Collins. He's been a head coach for the better <laughs> part of the last you know, he's, you know, two decades. Uh, he he kind of shows that he does. He's maybe not did not think that this is where he would be at this stage in his coaching career. <laughs> we need some more from you, Danny. We, give us a little bit of energy. Give give us something, my man. I just picture him sitting around his house like, 
like studio apartment, be like it's now where I picture myself at fifty-eight or whatever how old he is. <laughs> I mean, I, I picture him just like being back on the West Coast, just doing whatever he wants. I don't know what's going on. Like, I, we be visible, Danny. We need to see you. It's a team effort. I mean, you're six eleven. Can't be hard to find you. Texas says, "Did either of you, any of you, play the Twisted Metal games? The show that just dropped on Peacock is actually really fun. Samoa Joe is sweet tooth, but Will Arnett voices. I uh, played Twisted Metal a little bit growing up. That was the one that had the the the, the truck with the, uh, the 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 clown clown bounce. Yeah, the, I played it a little, but not yeah, not a whole lot. Like I just that was more of a. I remember my buddy Zach; he was big into it, and uh, like he'd be sometimes playing it, but I'd stop by, but like." But my generation doesn't sit and go, ooh, someone's playing a video game. I want to watch this. Like, I just saw him playing it, and I left. Uh, multiple reports coming in that Manning was at two of the games. Okay. So I guess maybe Josh Jameson was, is the coach that wasn't at the games. Look at that. Okay. I take it back. I'm sorry, Danny. He was there. Yeah. You owe Danny an apology. He's showing me that he cares. <laughs> That's all that matters. He follows me on Twitter. Does he? Yeah. Doesn't follow me. I take it back. My apologies to Danny Manning. Thank you for showing up at the TBT and showing us that you're part of the community and part of the program, and you want us to get back on track. Well, if he's not listening to this show, you might be not. You might you might stop following you. You're gonna block you now. Maybe we started watching. Um, so I, the reason I've seen these twisted metal commercials, we started watching that horrible reality show, Vanderpump Rules. It's just like a a throwaway thing to watch together after the kids go to sleep. It's I've, very entertaining. I hate I hate to admit it. It's very entertaining. Is it a yeah? What, what's the reality show? Yeah. Oh yeah, I'll it's pass. Very like it's. For what we're trying, for what we're going for, for like 45 minutes to just kill brain cells and just watch and have a good time, it's. I see why there's been all the fuss about the show. I see and why. And you look down at me for watching a, a marathon of American Pie movies. I do. watch. You watch four American Pie movies in one day. <laughs> you I, I absolutely look down on you. It's more entertaining than a half an hour reality show. Beg to differ. <laughs> Texas, if Tyler makes it to campus, uh, the nickname for our backcourt back should be Sky Tyler K. You're working too hard at it. Tie Sky? Sky Tie? You're working. You sound like you're trying to put together a tag team in WBF. You're, you're doing too much. Do less. Like, I hate when WWE always like, just puts two single guys together. Like, we're gonna we're just going to take their names and combine them. Sky Tie Lark. I hate that. <laughs> Texas, Big X needs to have a company pool party for this man. Get him, a, get him to a pool party. We need. We, you know, like people will like, I never went to my prom, and like, they'll do like an adult prom because like, he didn't get to go. Yeah. We need to have an adult pool party for TK to live out his pool party dreams. Is there going to be a diving board? We'll invite some girls. Yes. I mean, I'm going shirtless. Like, like, because they asked me this this morning. Like, when was the last time I actually went to a pool? And they were surprised because I, like, I've told you before, it was like back in April when I, I ended up staying at a hotel and had a pool there, and I went swimming. And of course, you know, I mean, I, I went shirtless. I don't. Do you have swim trucks? I do. I didn't have them on that trip because I just didn't expect to use it. So I just, just I see you being a shorts in the pool guy. Yeah, I just went with shorts, but I do have swim trunks. Under, I mean. I told you, remember I told you, I think I bought a pair of Eagles trunk, uh, shorts. I was like, hey, these look cool. And I bought them. And I, <laughs> it turned trunks. out they were swim trunks. <laughs> I was like, wow, I didn't see that coming. <laughs> I was like, maybe I should have been more exploratory when I, when I hit buy now. But uh, so I technically do have a pair of swim trunks and they fit. Uh, but yeah, I'm, and, and I know I reach all the, like the criteria of like should be wearing a shirt in the pool. But I mean, I didn't, I'm not going to do it. I, I, have no, I have no shame. There's this Taylor Rooks has no Louisville connection at all. She just loves Jack. Yeah, they've been friends since the, the Louisville Live. They met at Louisville Live 2019, the first time that. that okay. They yeah, met. I looked up. She's apparently because uh, yeah, she's from uh, Georgia and stuff. She's uh, has connections to uh, her. Apparently, her uncle's Lou Brock. Uh, Texter also says the Snyder thing is probably because she's an Illini person, so she probably broke when he announced that he committed to Illinois. 
Uh, I could see, oh, so she falsely made. No, he did commit to Illinois. He right. flipped to us on signing day. Oh, okay. He was yeah. committed to yeah. Illinois, then he signed with us. I don't remember. Yeah, I was he didn't sign with Illinois, did right? No, he was yeah. committed to Illinois, and then on signing day was the big thing. He, he flipped and signed with us. So Mike Rutherford and Taylor Rooks. The, the dynamic duo when it comes to Quentin Snyder recruiting coverage. That's what they've been saying. That's our connection. <laughs> that what you told her when you saw her, like, hey, remember? remember, I, know, remember I, know, I know my icebreaker for next year. Remember Quentin Snyder? <laughs> hey, did you ever break any Quentin Snyder news? Me too. She's going to be like, who? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I looked up your wiki page. Like, how old are you? <laughs> Sexton says, uh, not sure I agree. Is there really is there any real beef in a Taco Bell taco? Well, I mean, you're being, yeah, I mean, but it's joke, yeah. But there's, there's actually beef in a taco. I always wondered if I get more meat and cheese when I order with no lettuce or not. And there's sometimes I think they do hook me up better. Like, oh, you don't want lettuce, so we're just going to put, like, like, look. Every fast food restaurant, like, sometimes you get bigger portions, sometimes you just don't. Like, this. I, like this I think, yeah, time. I think it may just to be, just a weird, like, yeah. But th- there, there have been times I've ordered, like, like three soft tacos, no lettuce, and, like, sometimes I feel like I've, there's nothing on them. Other times I'm like, they kind of hooked it up, I think, on here, knowing I got no lettuce. Texas, what's a so-called bad 80s movie that Trev loves? <sighs> Did I love? Yeah. Uh, I mean, this, is he like insinuating that Lost Boys is a bad movie? I don't. Yeah, I feel like every movie that you like, even if it's like every, people look at it as a bad movie, you just think it's good because you like it. Well, no, but I can understand if, if, if some. I mean, I always have, I always lean more towards comedies. I'm going to be more accepting for comedies than others might be because, um, I don't know, man. I just, I mean, He Man, Master of the Universe. I mean, it's pretty corny, pretty okay. cheesy, but I liked it. I mean. Anything after Rocky One, <laughs> I mean, they, they, they can be kind of considered corny. Texas, did Trevor ever watch Eighth Grade, the Bo Burnham movie? I did. I did see. I watched the trailer, and it was interesting. But I didn't. Like, I felt like I had to be in the right mood, and I wasn't that in the evening. If I'm up late enough tonight, I might give it a shot. I, I'll, I'll take maybe think, if I can remember, maybe take a look at it again. But I remember the, well, I did watch the trailer, and it did intrigue me a little bit. Texas says, 44-year-old woman listening to the show. I didn't know women listened to the show. I'm newly single. <laughs> Are you going to play matchmaker for you, too? <laughs> I mean. <laughs> I know plenty of women listen. First of all, dude, get in line, all right? <laughs> what if we got the text line, like multiple people on the text line hooked up together before we got you? How mad would you be? Uh, slightly. De- <laughs> you should be upset. I don't know if it'd be mad more than just. It would be kind of like the. They thought the guy on the text line sounded better, <laughs> just based on the re- me reading the text. Oh, like delay now. We're judging people's hotness <laughs> by their voice. Really? How many people think are attractive in this world? Really? Less less than five percent. That's the dog walker or the, uh, the 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 morning call person. I think is what it was. Uh, I don't. By the way, text line, I'm aware that we played unedited Sublime. I Yeah, but it wasn't bad. You can't say the two words that they said on that line. You can't say tits? No, and you just did. You also can't <laughs> say the words they said before that. Soggy bleep. Soggy tears. No. It's J. It starts with a J. Um, I wouldn't be mad if somebody you hooked up people for me, but I'd be... It'd be equivalent of like Tommy Boy when 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 the when the seat breaks after he. <laughs> it's just like, it's it's not like horror, it's not like the end of my day, but I could have done without that. Okay. 
Yeah. <laughs> now I'm scrolling through all the. Did you forget the radio version? Forget the radio. Uh, I don't think that was. Texas, are you sensing any urgency from Kenny Payne at all about this? I, I mean, I, I don't know. It's, it's hard to tell. I mean, I, I would assume Kenny Payne knows the importance of this year, right? Like, even if he doesn't express it in a way that is easy to understand for us or, or easily discernible for us, he's got to know that, like, if, if you don't, if it's anywhere in the realm of last year, forget, I mean, if he wins four, five, six games, we know what's going to happen. But if it's even in, within shouting distance where we were last year, then he's not going to get a third year. I think he knows. I still don't know what other word you're talking about. <laughs> okay. I still didn't know you can say the T word. I mean, says, Jam, boobs okay? Love that song, but I like, you let wrong way run a little too long for that inch. Yeah. Is, boob, is boobs okay? Yeah, boobs is fine. So what makes the you T can't word? can't say that word. Uh, why not? Well, I mean, why can't you say the F word? Why can't you say the F word? Well, I mean, it's not, that's not a curse. That, that, that didn't even make George Carlin's list. You can't say the D word. We can't even in certain in, in context. Well, if I said like Dick Vermeil is a great football coach, yeah, okay, but I can't say I think Dick Vermeil is a, <laughs> a, a D. <laughs> but sometimes the word can be described as, as awesomeness. I'm trying to pick up the other word too. Texas <laughs> Omaha. Trevor was on his typical two minute tape. No, okay, that 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 was the internet's fault on that one. All right, I mean, you didn't want to wait for me. Being the fact you can't was, wait five minutes every time you need to look up something that nobody else cares about. Fact, well, you cared. You were wondering. I was wondering. Not enough to like stall the conversation on a radio show. I bet you Jeff was wondering. He wasn't. <laughs> Jeff's the guy that emails Nick every game. <laughs> about what? Just, Nick gives out the email address every game. He like, emails him about bas- basketball. And like, he doesn't read a lot of emails, but like, I feel like every day he'll read an email from Jeff. Just, just, just saying something about the game. Like, glad to listen, be listening, so on and so forth. Jeff is a very loyal listener. Your boy Say Sarah texted and he just said the revolting blob strikes again. Revolting blob. I called Say last night. You know, this man was that. He was at a drive-in watching Barbie. I'm fine with that. And then, then <laughs> I don't hate him for that. I was like, all right. Texas says, never been sledding, never been to a pool party. I'm not crying. You're crying. <laughs> I mean, I think I had a little bit of a pool. I don't know. If you if you if you have to ask, you've never been to a pool party. <laughs> if you don't know for sure, the answer is no. I know I've you never know seen if you'd been to a pool party. <laughs> I think she may have gotten there. <laughs> I know I know I've never been sledding or I never ran a horsey. That was also <laughs> you on the were list. Falling down a snowy hill. <laughs> I've rolled down a hill. That's sledding. Is that, no, but it, it wasn't snowy. It was well, just, no, that's just rolling down a hill. Yeah, you, you never did that when you were a kid. Like, oh, you yeah. Get, oh yeah, okay. Oh yeah. I've rolled down many hills. Probably, you could probably explain one or two things about my life in general. I used to go. We used to go to the, the little uh, the reservoir. You know, the the waterworks in Crescent mm-hmm. Hill. And I would go as a kid because I loved rolling down the hill. Great. What's amazing is you think I would have sled at least some point because growing up in Briarwood, that it is a pretty steep hill going down from our neighborhood into the park. And I guess I just never got a good good snow day. I never had a sled. I don't know. I've been boogie boarding. Yeah, boogie boarding's fun. Yeah, I'm a boogie boarding. Yeah. Texas says if Zampane sees the court this year and we're not up 20 with a minute left, can we start coaching search dogs? <laughs> yes. Zampane will play. Will Zampane play in the first half of the first game of the regular season? Yes. <laughs> I, I guarantee I almost bet it too. Texas says, did you all see the guy on TikTok? Yeah, we, we've, everybody wants to talk about this guy on TikTok. But I'm telling you, they're coming for our jobs. All right, all right, everyone keeps asking if we've seen him. Can someone at least tell me the dude's name? 
Because no, I haven't seen him. Nobody knows. Any I don't know. I don't know who this. This does exist, right? They, it's just like that guy from YouTube that does this. That chick from from TikTok. <laughs> nobody knows any of these people's names. But like, you keep you be. This like the fifth person today to be like, did you see the guy? No. Can someone tell me the dude's name? No. I haven't seen it. Nobody knows. And I also want to know this guy's life. The Michigan's barbecue plate. Yeah, did you see that picture? I did see Matt Jones tweet something. Was that like a recruit that sent that out or something? Yeah, it was like the the big house eats. They had yeah. There's a difference between a Michigan barbecue and a 502 BBQ. <laughs> You're on your chicken tenders and gross mac and cheese and uncooked hot dog. It did look like something. Yeah, you get like at the like the. The lowest level church picnic, maybe or something. No, even worse. Yeah. Like I, I can't. Not speak. around here. No, no, I can't, and I can't speak too many church picnics. I've only been to one, but I just, I don't know. Yeah, it looks like something you'd see like in a bad, yeah, rip off barbecue. Texas was a shock that Trevor can't admit he screwed up on the song. The only person more stubborn is my three-year-old toddler. <laughs> I'm not stubborn. I just didn't understand. I didn't get it. I don't know why that. I didn't know you were allowed. We're not. First of all, again, off the air, you're gonna tell me the second word because I don't know what you're talking about. And second, the word the word that is in question, I did not know. I didn't know that was bad. Otherwise, I wouldn't have played. I would have played it. Calling you Jenna. I didn't. Oh know come I didn't on! Say that. Now there's a big difference between <laughs> dropping an S bomb and that word. A huge difference. You can't compare the two. My God, let you be my latex salesman. <laughs> By the way, I looked this up. This is another Omaha random moment. McDonald's still sells coffee at the same temperature they did when that lawsuit happened. Oh, really? And Starbucks and other companies all sell at that same temperature. Mm. They've never changed. Texas, you at least won't have to worry about Scoots. TK, that woman is way too old for him. (laughs) (laughs) You know what's weird? He's never going to get over the Rebecca. He's going to get that crap, but Scoots actually is more of a fan of the Cougar. I've heard the, when you were gone, we heard about the married girl from Walmart story. The lesbian? No, that's a different one. Okay. He hooked up with a married woman. Yeah, I knew I knew that. Yeah, yeah. But I thought that was like I think she became a lesbian. Texas twenty dollars each that Trevor thinks both The Last Starfighter and Enemy Mine are good eighties movies. God, I don't even think I've seen I, I don't I, the sec, the second you mentioned I don't think I've ever seen. Last Starfighter We found an eighties movie that you've never seen? There's there are a few random ones out there. Uh, Last Starfighter, I think I saw as a kid. I just don't remember if I'm thinking of the same movie. I don't think, yeah. I mean, was it Mac and Me, an 80s movie? That movie sucked. Oh, yeah. It was, ter- it was terrible. I mean, I remember when that came out. I mean, it was all McDonald's thing and yeah. all that. Yeah. It, it, Pepsi? He drinks Pepsi? Yeah. I mean, it that was movie. just shamelessly. I know now it's kind of looked at as the whole Paul Rudd thing. Yeah. But it's, yeah. Matt, I mean, I remember when that movie actually came out. I don't remember the movie coming out. I only knew about it because Danny, podcast Trevor, like loves Mac and me, and would always bring it up. Like, like, he, like he likes he's the like, movie. He's like, you don't remember? He's like, it's an alien. It comes down. He drinks Pepsi. They go to McDonald's. I was like, no. This is a commercial. Like he's, I think he's like rapping in the commercial, the McDonald's commercial or it's something. An incredible film. Uh, tonight we got Reds Cubs kicking off a four game set at Wrigley Field. Uh, Andrew Abbott back on the hill against Marcus Stroman. Nice matchup of pitchers. Uh, Reds and Cubs will first pitch will be eight oh five p.m. Chicago is a slight favorite. TK, who are you going with here? Game one, big series. Who's on the mound for you again? Abbott. Ooh, Roger Rabbit. Um, Likes that 1.90 ERA. <laughs> I'm gonna say I'm gonna say Cubs. I mean um, Reds win. And the Cubs are winning tonight. By the way, I just thought of something. The question was movie that I like, but it's a horrible '80s movie. Is that what it was? Yes. Uh, I think the I'm just did I just typed in 80 worst '80s movies, and this one I do like, and most people hate it. It's Howard the Duck. 
Howard. I like Howard the Duck. Tim Robbins, yeah. Texas, I win $40 for stumping Trevor. <laughs> I'm sad that I'm clicking through all these like worst days movies, and like I do like a lot of these movies. Like, is Big Trouble in Little okay, China considered really a worse movie? We have to end the show. No, we don't. We have three minutes. The show's over. We end at 5.57 every day. That's the show. That's when we get out of here. Just, just... Is this your first time doing this? <laughs> What's your name? <laughs> By the way, Stadium Explorer is GFED33, apparently. That's the TikTok guy, wait, according wait, to the text line. GFED33. Follow him for TikTok account as he explores stadiums. What's my TikTok name going to be? Across the country. Uh, big idiot 24 <laughs> <laughs> seven. He's just a big dumb animal, folks. <laughs> Everyone enjoy your Monday evening. We're back tomorrow at 3 o'clock. Go Cards. Get some rest. Go Reds. I'm afraid to play the song. Don't stop.